0: You're listening to the Superpod HeroCast, a Night Shift Radio production.
1: Got it. It pays to have a 30-year friendship with (laughs) someone who works for the papers. That's right.
0: That's right. Okay.
1: Something to be said for holding on to people in your life.
0: Um, Just like uh, Mr. Spacey. Oh, no.
1: To the superpod hero cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 118. I'm Casey Ryan and I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched
0: Superman, Superman
1: Returns. Returns. All right. Totally organic
0: one, line reading there. Totally different. I liked yeah, both of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Whichever one you, you only heard one of us people, uh, uh or, whichever one or maybe no. you
0: heard both. You might have heard both. I don't both. think I'm, Well. Um, well
1: you you might find let it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's a lot of work to go back and pull one of those out. I You can't no just it pull, isn't. you can't just you can't just pull it out randomly, Casey. You're not Kevin Spacey. <laughs>
1: oh how many of these are you gonna uh, do? I,
0: listen, I got them I got them uh, uh they're in the chamber and loaded. so
1: uh is yeah. that most of the notes in the shared <laughs> document here that <laughs> say Todd?
0: No, uh, no, but listen, I do have one where I'm like, let's just talk about it. So uh
1: yeah yeah, yeah uh, well, get well f- first uh, episode 118. Yes, the pen penultimate penultimate. The, but well, the pen ultimate is the one before the finale. Oh, you're right. Which will be oh, next yeah. episode. So would this be the pen pen ultimate? Yeah, the pen squared ultimate. Sure. <laughs> the pen, sure. Let's go with that. Um, hey buddy, hey buddy. Uh, we're back here with a Superman movie. Oh, we sure are. And maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll have some more Superman news. You know, I was so excited,
0: and then I was like, "Oh, it was Creature Commandos." Now, Creature Commandos. The, Holy shit! Uh a comic you, book that I read, one of the rare ones on DC that I read growing up.
1: Um, um, you had me at David Harbor as Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As uh, soon as
1: I saw that, I was like, uh, "Yeah, inject that shit into my veins right well, now." I had seen that,
0: and then later I saw an article, or I saw like the link in my feed that was just uh, James Gunn names, you know, next nine DC. Actors, I was like, oh, I was thinking live action. So I, I was like, oh, it's I've already seen this, but wah-wah. I know. But did you see the one where he said that um, no one has figured out what his plan is with DC yet?
1: Yeah, but he said that same shit about the first Guardians movie that there's uh, like an Easter egg or something in there that no, no one's, one's found. found. And I'm like, is this just a way to get people to watch the movie over and over again, James?
0: I don't think he's. I, I have no reason to believe this other than gut instinct. I don't think he's dishonest in that way.
1: No, I don't think it's dishonesty. I think it's just him having a little fun.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Okay. Uh, Hey, uh, to timestamp the episode, we tweeted something out today that our buddy Jay Palladino uh, said to us. Yeah, that was Uh, really sweet. And it was from a wonderful blog called Feedspot that said 40 best superhero movies and TV show podcasts. Yep. And Todd, you would think, oh, that's interesting, Jay. Synthesis. we can't possibly be on this top 40 list. We're number 15. What a twist! What the f- oh my god, that was really uh, cool!
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, to uh celebrate that, since we are
0: guys with beers talking about movies
1: with capes,
2: what are we drinking?
1: How'd you like that for a segue? Yeah, <laughs> very nice.
0: Uh, so. Um, we always pair a beer with the movie. And usually I'm looking at, or you're looking at the name of the beer and using that to connect to some element of this movie. Uh, yeah. little variation on that tonight, um, because the connection here is, has nothing to do with the name of the beer.
1: Right, I was trying to figure this one yeah, out but Yeah, I it's, like, a, it's a puzzle Todd's gonna let me know <laughs>
0: I sure will, I'll let you know right now So the beer we're Kinda drinking Kind of like the puzzle
1: of what movie is Kevin Spacey in it <laughs> From scene to scene in this movie
0: oh, I, oh, well, let's let's save that Let's get through this fun stuff first uh, <laughs> So we are drinking a beer called I've Got an Idea Hazy India Pale Ale uh, mm-hmm. This is brewed and canned in Baltimore, Maryland In San Diego, California um, and it's a hazy IPA. It's the you know 16 ounce craft beer can, 6.8 percent alcohol by volume, 23 IBUs. But it, I've got an idea. That that's not the link. The link is, of course, the name of the brewing company itself. So this beer, look at that, is brewed by Pariah Brewing Company, and a Pariah <laughs> is someone who is a social outcast and shunned, much in the way that Kevin Spacey. And to a lesser degree, Brian Singer are today.
1: Yeah, no, they're both pretty. Brian Singer has no future movies on his... Uh, Does he really? And I, may I say, good. Ouch. That's tough. That's tough. Same Talk thing with...
0: Yeah, it, I mean, listen, I am excited. Wait, to let's get through the rest of the beer, uh, and then okay, we'll right, do, we'll our, do our... our blanket
1: Kevin Spacey <laughs> yeah, and Brian it, Singer yeah. giant garbage piles.
0: Uh, so, you know, no surprise to our loyal listeners. Got this beer from our great friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop, Township yeah. 5, Camillus, New York. Uh, amazing beer selection, and, you know, Carissa and I were kind of going around. We had a couple different things we were looking at, and then finally I was like, I gotta go with the elephant in the room. It's, you know, Kevin Spacey, the monster. Pariah, that's got to be it. So. Oh no, my god.
2: No, ooh, ooh. Ooh, oh yeah. It's foamy.
0: Not in a bad way. I ooh, it's it's hazy. Holy
1: cow. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh. a nice head to it as well. Oops.
1: I don't know what I did. I did something very very wrong.
0: Uh, no, it's a you know it's a very effervescent beer. It's. Oh. I'm aggressive as well. So that's right. Oh. No worries.
1: Kind of like what? I backed away from that joke so quick. Thank God, my brain was like, "Casey, stop!" That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. That's, <laughs> a, that's <laughs> really smooth. <laughs> so, uh, to even timestamp this episode more, it's. 83 fucking degrees today, and it is (laughs) the middle of April. I say, fuck you, Syracuse weather. This (laughs) is a delightful, refreshing beer for tonight.
0: It sure is. Very happy with this choice. So Mm. go check out our buddies over at Branching Out Bottle Shop, say hi to Barley, and uh, see the finest beer selection you're going to find in central New York.
1: So uh, while we're talking about the heat, uh, uh, I don't know if we shared on the podcast that I have started a new career in my life as a... Teaching assistant, um, you know what I get to do, Todd? As a teaching assistant, I get to wear shorts. Oh, that's delightful! That I delightful. never got to wear shorts at overnight big box grocery you're store. You're kidding!
0: You guys couldn't wear shorts overnight. We
1: could wear t-shirts and jeans, but sometimes jeans were more were yes. hotter. Yeah, no, nope, no, they wouldn't let us wear shorts. This is the first job, in all the jobs I've had in incredibly hot and heated de- environments. Yeah, that they've been like, yeah, as long as you're comfortable, as long as they're. I mean. Sure, sure. I went to you, you sub in a different building, yeah. and, oh, no, this guy was in gym shorts and, like, <laughs> an athletic T-shirt. I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I will never be wearing that. So <laughs> it's been very nice wearing shorts the last couple of days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because no one wants Sweaty Casey at work.
0: <sighs> no, or at the podcast. All
1: right, buddy. Well, that's well, why we do it remote. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. So I was a bad boy and we, didn't look up any...
0: Well, hold on. Chance. You know, oh, you,
1: you know. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Well, hey. Fuck Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer. Let's start there.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna go. Would to you our... like to
1: go first? Uh, sure. Wait, were we? Am I skipping something?
0: Reshoots and reactions. Well, uh, you know, we have been. You know, we haven't had a lot of feedback. You know, we had a stretch where we didn't get a lot of feedback, and we got oh, a Oh, and then I
1: bitched and moaned, and then we got yeah. some. <laughs> you can't so I'll say right now, I'll bitch, start bitching and moaning about giving us four, uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts and <laughs> write and reviewing, and maybe we can get some of those. <laughs> I'll just squeaky wheel uh, squeaky wheel gets mm. the grease. Yeah, there it is. You're doing so good up there. My brain works. <laughs> so uh, we, you know, we got, I think, two... We did. We had two. So we mentioned one already, Jason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know we share on Instagram, but I'd love to read it. It was really sweet.
1: Do you mind if I read it? Only if when you edit the episode, you put some like Civil War type music underneath it, not Captain America Civil War, like okay, Ken like, Burns' like the Civil War. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like my dearest Clara. Okay.
0: Uh, so this is from our good friend uh, Jason Palladino, who you know in real life I do not, but he knows
1: my wife, my brother. He may have uh, sentenced me to death for many, many years. (laughs) Well, we'll get to In a show. I should probably point that out. In a show. Uh, But Jason
0: has been a great friend of the podcast uh, since we started. 100%. So he sent us this note today in my best uh, documentarian voice. An open letter to the entire TSPHC Army and Special Forces. Let's (laughs) all... (laughs) Let's all take a moment to acknowledge the true heroism displayed weekly by our intrepid hosts, particularly through this season. After listening to the Patreon bonus Battlefield Earth, it occurred to me how much a debt of gratitude we owe Todd and Casey and their occasional guests. They're out there watching these horrible movies so you and I don't have to. So here, <laughs> so here's a hearty thank you to the Superpod Hero cast for warning us away what could easily have been hours long mistakes at best and trauma-induced sleepless nights wherein we lie awake crying what have i done at worst and let's be completely honest battlefield earth sounded like it would be firmly categorized as the latter this IPA is for you, not you, Chuck. You can have a Sam. <laughs> Proof that at least someone still listens to each and every show, Jay of the Judai, And that is where he sentenced you to death,
1: I believe. <laughs> yes, in Jesus Christ Superstar, as I am a recovering G's
0: <laughs> So, hey, Jay, thank you for those kind words and uh, being such a good friend of the podcast.
1: And Jay, don't forget you're paying for dinner. <laughs> it's uh, an old, uh...
0: Is that an old joke?
2: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, uh... Christ Party of 13, one huh? will be late. Oh, oh, Judas, don't forget, you're buying tonight, right? Oh,
0: that's a, oh, that's a good one.
1: Thank you. Mm. Thank
0: you. Uh, and then we got another one from, you know, you and I put our heads together, and clearly someone who listens to the podcast, but I forgive me if we're not making this connection, I don't th- think we know this person in real life.
1: A, a podcast fan
0: in the wild. I love it's it. so exciting. It is. Uh, so uh, Matt Holthauser reached out to us. And I would say kind of a similar theme, but uh, with some specifics. And and these, these are good. And in this is the piece where I feel like you know we've always described this show as you know us sitting at the bar having a beer before or after we go see the superhero movie and the natural organic kind of conversations we have. And you know we agree, we disagree. Someone brings up another perspective, um, and I think this perfectly captures that. So he said, "Hey guys, you all have been complaining about no feedback from your audience, so I figured I'd reach out. Thank you." Love Thank the pot yeah, right. Love the podcast. I will say I missed the old spoiler alert drop, the one with the Star Trek red alert sound. Good callback.
1: Oh, this one? Spoiler alert. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that you all had back in the early seasons. I found the sound effect to be very funny. Uh, anyway, keep up the podcast. It's great to listen to. As an avid MCU fan, y'all are starting to get to the really good stuff. I wanted it's true. To, I wanted to comment on a couple things, and he's got some good stuff here. Um, number one, in Guardians 2, I always thought that the scene with Drax and Mantis sitting on the steps of Ego's palace was the best scene in the film, Mary Poppins notwithstanding. Good Good yeah. uh, qualifier there um it's such a heartfelt moment when mantis starts crying after sensing drax's emotions while he just sits there and sighs
1: it's it's beautiful it is a beautiful moment between two very uh, becoming less underrated but at the time very underrated actors
0: uh, agree yeah and I, and i really love the bond between them that again is growing as we're seeing more of them um, His second point, having just listened to your Deadpool episode and knowing how much you guys love to be pedantic, uh, so <laughs> one of us more than others, I wanted, oh, to, <laughs> <how dare you. laughs> I wanted to comment on something said in passing at the end of the episode. And this is really good. I mean, I, when he said this or wrote this, I was thinking he, he's he's spot on here. He said there was a comment about the titular titular character being your favorite character in a film or they're doing something wrong. Counterpoint. Yeah. The villains are often more compelling. I can think of General Zod, Man of Steel, Green Goblin, No Way Home, Thanos, obviously. and more. We recent- haven't
1: gotten to those movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and more I'm just recent- kidding.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, and more recently, Kang as being the best characters in their respective films. Y'all probably can't get into the last two, but Zod is great in Man of Steel.
1: No no uh, argument there. No argument. All those. I mean, we can't get into too much on the the, the ones we haven't done yet. But yeah, those are all... Stellar performances. Yeah.
0: Uh, in reference to Zod, he says, I always think of that line where he shouts, I will find him. Before being <laughs> frozen as a really powerful scene. Uh, he uh, said, I believe we,
1: we we have to drop. I will find him.
0: Can't wait for Deadpool 2 episode. I always love the Juggernauts theme song in that film. Agree. Oh my God. It's so perfect for the Deadpool tone. Thanks for the podcast. I look forward to continued listening. Matt, thank you for listening. We look forward thank to you continuing for to hear yeah. from you. Or at least just uh,
1: bringing fun stuff to your ear holes. (laughs) (laughs) Give me 30 seconds while you were doing that. Yeah, no worries. Then zooming through the almost cast. I'm sure I'm going to miss some.
0: Sure. Well, I can start with production stuff.
1: So hey, Todd, yeah. why don't we do uh, production stuff? Okay,
0: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so a um, couple gentlemen get the screenplay credits. Now Brian Singer directs this. He also gets a story by credit, but in terms of the screenplay, uh, it's two gentlemen, Michael Doherty and Dan Harris. Um, uh, they're both writers. Dan Harris also has some directing credits. Um, they're, they're most well-known or the things that we would know um, they wrote together. X-Men 2, X-Men United, not a bad movie. Yep. Uh, yep. And X-Men Apocalypse, haven't seen it, not looking forward oh, to it.
1: Oh, buddy, we'll get there.
0: Right. Um, now, and Michael Doherty by himself also wrote Krampus, loved that one. Oh, Krampus. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, I was surprised that I loved that one. As well as Godzilla versus Kong, which, again, surprisingly
1: uh, uh, fun. Is so, he writing... Uh, Godzilla and Kong? He does not uh, Oh, they're not. It's someone else, really weird. I just saw it cuz I just rewatched Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot this was
0: pretty pretty solid movie. It it was. I mean, like you know, I always want to know like the origin. I always want like how would we get here? What's the hidden secrets? And mm-hmm. you know, they hint, it, I mean, they hinted some really cool stuff there with the Titans and the underground. Um, and I have a feeling they're never going to explain it. It's just, you know, left to your imagination to make up your own backstory canon. And I'm I'm fine with that, you know.
1: Well, I'm sure some hollow earthers have already filled it all in. Because <laughs> that mm. was in King of Monsters when they went to the hollow earth. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't legitimize this. Yes, yes. Don't make it... See, Hollywood knows, and they're putting it right in our faces. You
0: know someone will cite that as evidence. Like, see, it's right there in the open. This is how they're... This is the... Double agents are trying to secretly tell us.
1: Yeah. Oh, Lord. Just stop. (laughs)
0: Uh, And, of course, uh, the director of the film, Brian Singer, you know, Mm, the
1: scandal... Garbage, garbage, garbage.
0: Yeah, it's... You know, I gotta say, you know, I think modern era... You know, last... 25, 30 years of film, I think The Usual Suspects, you've got to put up there is one of the best in the last three decades, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he, you know, Apt Pupil, I didn't see for whatever reason. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus, that's a tough watch. You want to be scared of Ian McKellen? Yeah. Watch Apt Pupil. Um,
0: You know, he also produced, and so so he starts to shift from that writing, directing role into um, more producing. Uh, obviously Lost, right? Lost is mm-hmm. him. Um, but the stuff he produces, I mean, there's some amazing stuff in there. Um, yeah. In addition to the X-Men stuff, Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. I mean, I hate Tom Not Cruise. Not
1: doing but a German accent.
0: <laughs> yeah, but boy, the movie's so good. Um, but yeah, just amazing how a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, underage uh, sexual assault, you know, can tend to dis- derail your Times- career
1: two in this movie times two in this movie because we also have kevin spacey yeah 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 and let's just say now that's the only time we're going to talk about it because there are things that i'm going to point out that i like from both the performance of kevin spacey and the direction of brian singer but by god they can both burn in hell
0: yes agree
1: I i don't believe in hell except for pedophiles and rapists
0: yeah that's fair that's fair um and I, you're right. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I come out of this movie just kind of quietly sad because I was excited for this movie. There was a lot of stuff I liked, but I wanted it, is it to be better. It,
1: it, is, it is so clearly a love letter to the Donner oh, yes. Superman movies. And clearly being like, I mean, this came out at the same time that the Donner cut came out. And I think this yeah. follows... That uh, storyline, sorry, Josh, I know you like the Lester (laughs) one better, but it ignores three and four. It's like, this is what should have happened had Donner been in charge.
0: Yeah, it is a big fuck you to John Peters, which is appropriate, right? Which is weird because he's a producer. Is John Peters that dumb? No, no, no. It's not that. It's... In order to make it, he probably he probably still controls a piece of the film rights, so he gets a credit. They give him a little bit of money, but he has nothing to do with the creative decisions, um, which do you is good. He saw this a- movie,
1: and <laughs> just kept calling him the F slur every time he had the cape on. <laughs> <laughs> God, just the worst.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but you're right. It is so obvious that that Brian Singer and the writers
1: love the Christopher Reeve movies
0: there's no there's no way to view this as anything other than a love letter you you said it perfectly
1: yeah i mean when when i, I remember walking out of the theater, I mean like that was a beautiful love letter to Richard Donner, and at the timing, like I don't think this is going to continue, yeah, I think this is the end of the line for this um I have grown to love and respect Brandon Routh's performance more in this, and understand that a lot of it now seeing him on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and be like, oh, this... I was gonna say this kid, but we're the same age, so I can't (laughs) say that. This man can act. I think he was just given weird direction in this movie.
0: Yeah, you know, I saw a quote when I was doing some research on it um, from uh, Roger... Roger Ebert, who I, I like. I don't always agree with him, but I, lo- I like his you know, his yeah. perspective. He said he felt that Brandon Routh lacks charisma as Superman and thought that he may have been cast because he looks a, l- a little like Reeve. And, a little? Uh, like yeah, a yeah. I mean, clone I mean, of Chris clearly. Reeve. But, but, you know, and I feel like, and we can certainly, well, I'm going to save this for a i but I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. No need to yell at me. No, 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 I, no, no. Because I, I want to <laughs> talk about why this movie doesn't work ultimately. But, I, but I want to wait. Sure, till we're into the movie for that. All right.
1: Hey, you want to hear some almost cast? Oh, please. I mean,
0: Superman. Was it every white guy in Hollywood under the age of
1: thirty? Well, here's the thing. This thing was in development for. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to say hell. Um, because. <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily hell. Just um, just took a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here are the directors that were in, in that time. Yep, Oliver Stone, already, hard pass, immediately <laughs> no. Uh, Michael Bay, again, immediately no. I'd like, to be able to, I'd,
0: I'd like to be able to see Superman, so agree.
1: <laughs> and not look at the women that <laughs> Michael Bay wants to fuck on set. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was apparently,
0: oh, I'm thinking of Brock... Uh, Don Simpson. Don Simpson was one who was notar- notorious for uh, the... Casting couch. In the audition process, there would always be a scene involving a stripper or a strip club or a dancer, none of which ended up in the film, but was always there to set up the... Presumably the casting couch scenario. Yeah, oh, I've heard. Oh, I've heard. What
1: a, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like him. Martin Campbell. Oh, he's a mixed bag as a director. Uh, he directed Casino Royale, one of the best James oh. Bond, modern James Bond movies, and also the Green Lantern. Oh,
0: <laughs> don't make it uh, computer generated or green. How?
1: Ouch. How does that happen? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Shankar Kapoor. I don't know that name. I feel horrible. I think that's racist. Okay. This is getting M Night and M Night Shyamalan and Stephen Norrington. <laughs> Stephen Norrington
0: uh, didn't he direct the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen?
1: Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He did.
0: Was it Sh- Shekhar Kapoor? S-H-E-K-H-A-R-K-A-P-U-R? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Indian born filmmaking. Oh, comic b- publishing. Oh he's I mean interesting. Uh looks like okay so directed um Elizabeth the Golden Age in 2007 with Kate Blanchett, Four hmm. Feathers, I remember that's a British oh, army Oh, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Elizabeth, Bandit Queen, Mr India, Masoom. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um one name that's not mentioned here is a director in a lot of these almost casts were when he was attached for a long time. McGee, I believe his was Superman Flyby. I yeah, think his I see that's that what his was?
0: Yep. And JJ uh, Abram Abrams what, was uh, writing the script. Su-
1: right, yes. Um, so some of the names during that time. Here we go. Okay. okay. Uh for Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Billy Zane. Because and, he's bald? <laughs> uh, you know no, that... Have Billy we talked Zane about would this? be a perfect Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah.
0: Love Billy Zane. So he yeah. is bald, I believe, by choice. or at least, It certainly started out that way. He shaves his head.
1: Is it Balding. He, Balding. Well, he he did the, I have alopecia, but he so, kept his eyebrows the whole time. And I'm 100% sure that if you have alopecia, you don't have eyebrows. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, think he just went bald and just tried to hide it. And uh, now he's just like, I'm a bald man.
0: No. I Well, I remember reading like... 20 years ago, him talking about like he shaves his head because for him, building the character starts with like the hairpiece or the wig, like the hair. And I thought that was a really interesting concept.
1: That's just something a bald man says. He's bald <laughs> and it's fine. I don't, I'm not trying to say anything bad about him being bald, but, but who gives a shit? You're bald. It's but, true. You are. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you bastardizing *Lethal Weapon*, Lethal 2 Weapon right 2? Now? Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> but that's why we're such friends, because I can do that, and you know what I'm doing. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it right out. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So Billy Zane. Yep. Oh boy. Johnny Depp. Oh come on! It's Lex Luthor. No hard pass. Hard fucking pass for so many reasons. Uh, McJean was screening before his departure included jason bear and jared jaron jared paladecki oh uh, jason J- bear. J- jared, jared paladecki, paladecki is, is
0: the from heroes right
1: no oh no he's from uh, supernatural supernatural he's the long-haired
0: one. oh okay okay I, yeah, Okay.
1: <laughs> long-haired one and short-haired one never watched it never watched it 15 fucking seasons jared good for them padalecki 15 seasons oh my god that's crazy yeah, good for that show. Wow, and now he and now um, Jensen Echols is um, I, Soldier Boy.
0: I was just gonna say, mm-hmm. so he's the one that didn't uh, graduate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so, he is forty years old, eighty two. Yeah. So he would have been okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So he would have been twenty, probably twenty three when they were filming this. Yeah, because okay. he was he's the same age as Ralph. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Sure.
1: So totally totally makes sense. But who's Jason Bear? I didn't uh
0: how how are you how are they spelling Bear? B E
1: H R. Like like the, the uh, paint? Yeah.
0: Jason Bear. Uh Roswell, Skinwalker, The Grudge.
1: Nope. Um, no idea who that is. Not, um they were both yeah. atta- um thought for for Superman, uh for Lois Lane, Scarlett Johansson.
0: Uh loves Scarjo but no. No, I mean spoiler. They didn't get it right with Kate Bosworth, and she's fine as an actress, but no, no for she's her, not great.
1: Uh, and for Jimmy Olsen, yep. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm. I know that you've, it, because I know that you consume uh, pop culture content content as much as I do. I know that you've seen the um, Shia. Uh, what's the name of it? The 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 performance piece, Shia LaBeouf, that Rob Cantor did with the, uh, was it like the Los Angeles Gay Men's Choir or something? Have you ever seen that? No. Okay. So. What the fuck is happening? So it's a song by Rob Cantor. Um, okay. And it, the name of the song is Shia LaBeouf Live, or Shia LaBeouf is the name. If you go to Google, search Shia LaBeouf Live. Okay.
1: I'm I will I will enjoy that later.
0: Yes, you and you will and just I just enjoy it. There's no other way to describe it.
1: Uh let's see here. Um oh also for Lex Luthor oh, he was cast and attached uh Robert Downey Jr.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. That would Could you imagine if he had done that instead of Iron Man? Like if Oh, thank God.
1: Fucking wild. Oh, wow. Holy Um, cow. Let's see here. Uh, Brett Ratner at some point. Oh, boy. Let's not get too deep into what a terrible person he is. (laughs) uh, Was attached for a while. And Sir Anthony Hopkins... Was set White. to play no Jor-el. They were just going to completely oh, recast it. Got
0: it. Oh, so I've got I've got a note here. I was gonna I was gonna say in the episode, but this is a perfect place for it. So go. go. Uh, saw this. I'm right on the wiki page. Wiki page. Um, uh, Marlon Brando appears posthumously as Jor-el, Superman's biological sure father. Brando, who died in 2004, reprises his role from the 1978 film through the use of previous footage combined with cu- computer generated imagery. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. This required negotiations with Brando's estate for permission to have his footage footage used. Good. Now, Brian Singer explained, "quote We had access to all of the Brando footage that was shot. There was unused footage that had Brando reciting poems, trailing off subject, and swearing like a sailor." End quote. Uh, I really want to see all of that. I
1: yes, please sign me up. Yeah,
0: and I think we we hinted at that in the first movie, right? Like he was he showed up and was. Doing whatever he wanted yeah. to do.
1: Why can't I be a bagel?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Because it has to be a human when he gets to Earth. But he's Marlon. an alien. Yeah. <laughs> he's an alien. He can't be. I don't know. It almost sounds like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, like, I could be the best bagel. <laughs> is my bagel's bagel the best. China? Huge, huge so bagel. Superman it's not from China. is an alien. We have to this destroy alien. him. He's, he, he's probably like <laughs> with China. <laughs> All right, we're done with that. Yeah, <laughs> we're done with that. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, back to McGee. McG. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are some part some people that were uh, considered for Lois, but were not. Uh, I don't know if they auditioned. Uh, okay. Misha Barton and Kara Knightley. Sure, no and no. Yep. Um. Uh. And Elisha, Eliza, Elisha uh, mm-hmm. Cuthbert. Yep. Claire Danes. Okay. Carrie Russell.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, these are the it girls of yes, the early 2000s, right? but
1: she would have been great. Uh, of those. Uh, by the way, you're thinking about how John Peters wasn't uh, involved? Yeah. Next note. McG and John Peters tried to get Beyonce. Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly... I, Lois Lane is a person of color
0: <laughs> when I say not involved what I mean is like I don't think he was driving the script of the story because we mm-hmm. we know what he wanted to do and
1: none of that shows up this is here this is what pretty ladies can I get in front of me to look at for a minute sure
0: and, and I, because
1: and- it is Beyonce Jennifer Lopez and Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> None now, of those are good choice for Lois Lane. No, but they're all very pretty. And sure. John Peters just wanted them in the same room with him because he's a disgusting man.
0: Uh, so no argument there. But you know that is that is an appropriate role for the producer, right? You're assembling the team, the creative team, the production sure, sure, team, sure, 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 sure. Right, like lining up the money. So totally appropriate. But yeah, like the whole. To our listeners, if you've not lis- if you've not heard kevin smith talk about his meeting with john peters Woof. for a treatment of superman it so i heard one that i think was it's it was from one of kevin smith's live shows and i want to think it was probably a 30 minute story mm-hmm. and well,
1: it's it's kevin smith it's,
0: but but you will not <laughs> but, regret a moment that you spend listening to it if you go look for it uh it's really good if we can find it we'll and, drop it in and to make sure that not
1: socials. saying anything bad about kevin smith it's kevin smith any story he tells is a goddamn delight oh i'm like, showing up for it yeah 100%. he's an epic storyteller he
0: really is he really is
1: uh okay uh so lastly once we got into um brian singer attached to do the film okay amy adams auditioned for lois lane wow no well, amy just wait under you know the handful of years and you'll get to do it and people will talk about the age difference between the two of between you and the guy playing superman and t- i say to all those people fuck you uh-huh. doesn't matter uh-huh. don't care
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh So Zod was originally supposed to be in this movie Interesting Who were they considering for Zod? One person and one person only Oh A British gentleman by the name of Jude Law
0: Oh, okay I would have been Yes
1: Yes, please Give me he that He turned Zod. down the role several times wow. So. Brian Singer just said fuck it and took it out of the script. Well, I
0: guess good for him for recognizing, you know, you're not going to get it, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, boy, interesting. So I'm looking at so I'm I'm feeling like or I'm, I'm wondering if one of the reasons this movie doesn't work for me is that both Brendan Routh, Brandon Routh and um
1: Kate Bosworth. Kate
0: Bosworth are so young that they almost lack the gravitas that Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder had. So I was looking to see. So Christopher Reeve, born in '52, when Superman comes out in '78, he's only 26. Yep. So, so that surprised me. He he feels older, like the 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 you know the weight that he brings to it. And mm-hmm. Margot Kidder, um, four years older, born in '48, so she would have been 30 when the movie came out. Um, yep. But I I like Brandon Routh certainly looks like Christopher Reeve. Um, oh, my God. And it's clear that, again, this is not, like, poking fun at. It's that love letter. But it just, there's nothing behind. There, there's not enough substance behind the appearance. And Kate Bosworth, for me, is just absolutely
1: a fail. Yeah, oh, on every level. Yeah. Um, so, for Perry White. Yep. Hugh Laurie was originally cast. Okay, sure. He's great. But due to uh, scheduling conflicts with House. Mm-hmm. Frank Langella was cast. Frank Langella, repeat, not the only repeat, but repeat uh, actor on this podcast. We've got a shit ton in this movie who have been in other movies. Oh, and, on and our just podcast. in other
0: movies in general. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was
1: Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, and he's
0: phenomenal as Skeletor in a he's puzzling the movie. fucking best thing in that movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Give me uh, this. Give me the skeleton origin story. I'm uh, A Skeletor origin story. I'm watching that
1: one. Hell yeah. Okay. Two more. Yeah. So, my favorite adorable thing. Jim Caviezel expressed great interest, Reed begged, begged, and begged really? for the role of Superman. But Brian Singer refused to cast him because he felt that Caviezel was, quote, too famous because after starring in The Passion of the yeah. Christ. yeah, Or he'd already played a Christ-like character and he didn't want to do it again. Yeah. I think it's more that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And lastly... Eric, uh, uh, actors including Eric Christian Olson. You know him. I just can't think of anything that you would have seen him in because.
0: Eric Christian Olson. Oh. Very
1: handsome man, blonde. Yeah.
0: Uh, not. Dumb and not dumb, a gym. Dumb, Oh, dumb and dumber. Oh, he's at yeah, NCIS. He's, That's probably what I.
1: Yeah. Uh, LA, right?
0: He's the uh, one. NCIS since 2003. Oh, he's oh on yeah, the, and the now he's in now he's in NCIS Los Angeles. Yep.
1: Yeah, with um, oh he
0: was on Freaks and
1: Robin. Ge- oh, no, yeah. no, no.
0: oh no 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 no
1: yeah. no sorry, not Freaks. One and episode Geves. and Community. Oh, he was Britta's okay. ex boyfriend oh, that had small nipples. Um, <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> uh, Topher Grace and Sean Ashmore were all considered for the role of Jimmy Olsen. Two out of the three of those, I would be like, yeah, move him to uh to another uh round of auditions just eric christian olsen is too handsome for jimmy olsen
0: yeah that that's that's totally true oh he was topher beer.
1: and sean are very not unattractive but more mild-mannered looking
0: he was in beer fest
1: yes he was that he was gunter yeah. and uh before sam huntington was cast and Sam's brother Sean Shaw, uh, Sean's brother Aaron Ashmore later per- portrayed both the older brother Henry James Jimmy and the younger brother James Jimmy Olson. That's very confusing on Smallville.
0: <laughs> both of them. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm older thinking... and younger
1: brother looking exactly the same. I don't know. I bounced on Smallville after the second set of meteorites hit, and I was like, okay, I'm done.
0: Got it. All right, so the last thing we typically talk about here is uh, the money, and uh, this movie comes out in two thousand six. Uh, it has a budget of two hundred thirty-two million dollars. It does three hundred ninety-one million at the box office. Um, Warner Brothers considers it a you know commercial failure, which is one of the reasons why you know the this universe goes nowhere. The conversion factor, two thousand six to twenty twenty three, it's one point four four. So that budget is a three hundred twenty one million dollar budget, five hundred sixty three million at the box office, which is not bad. But when you add in the the marketing costs, which typically, you know, I've been I've read somewhere can approach to double the budget, or you know, another fifty percent. Sometimes depends on
1: what they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that you know, it really uh, it, it, you know, it's 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 not commercially successful. So that's it. All right. Okay,
1: I got nothing else. Um, I think at this point we should uh, cue up the John Williams music oh. and roll that film. So speaking, oh, go right. Oh, you. Oh, you're gonna go. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, sp- well. Sp- oh, you're gonna do the dialogue. Well, hang on. Well, let me. Let me just uh, type in here. Yeah, John Williams. Superman and hit play, please go right ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, we get uh, an opening uh, static text. On the doomed planet Krypton, Krypton, a wise scientist placed his infant son into a spacesuit and launched him to earth. Raised by a kind father and his wife, the boy grew up to become our greatest protector, Superman. But when astronomers discovered the distant remains of his homeworld, Superman disappeared. And then it fades to, like, the throwback graphics, the title graphics, and the John Williams score. The nostalgia meet is pegging. Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. You're skipping. Th- oh. It throws back to the model from Superman the movie of the city that, the uh, Krypton City, I guess, I think oh. is what they call it. Yeah. And then it pans out to Krypton, and then it's this giant fucking red star, you know, like, oh shit, and then it implodes, blows up, pieces of kryptonite go everywhere, and then we get bum-bum, bum-bum-bum-bum, <laughs> and it swells to the, oh god, to the, I, I get such a nostalgia boner with the Superman theme, <laughs> it is up there, by the time this episode so comes out, um, uh, spoiler alert You're welcome um, <laughs> On Picard uh, This yeah. week They've been talking about A secret project That's been in Hangar 12 Of the Starfleet Museum And Todd Do you want to know What that was? Um I don't I have no idea It's a fucking one. Enterprise D Which one's the D? The one from Star Trek The Next Generation The series How can
2: we have So many Enterprise D's? Oh the fat ones? No one wants those You hear that Jean-Luc? No one
1: wants the fat ones. It's Galaxy class to you, young lady. Oh, got it. Got oh it, my got God! It. The so one that, that blew up. Big... Oh, <laughs> so there was a whole conversation about how did this star drive section blew up in, in generations? Time travel.
2: They're creating a temporal vortex. Time travel.
1: No, it wasn't time travel. They took a they took it from another galaxy class ship. And what was that ship's registration? Oh, the USS Syracuse. It was not. I was like, oh my God. <laughs>
0: Was that ever? Was that
1: ever a ship in the series? I don't know, but I just want to write to Terry Metallus, Stop! I can only get so, so
0: erect. That's right. That's right. I'm feeling feeling dizzy. Feeling dizzy. <laughs> I need
1: some blood for my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they boot up the bridge and the lights come up and they do the sweeping shot of the bridge of the D, and I'm like. God, you fucking did it. <laughs> it's, all right. Uh, so, yes, the nostalgia is super hard during these opening credits. Yeah. Even though there's, like, slight twist to it, like, yeah. the, going through the planets is very CG and not everyone's name is blue. But it's, it's all there and it ends with this, like, crash zoom into Earth yep. to where... Superman has been missing for five years since traveling to the location where astronomers believed that they discovered the remains of Krypton, uh, which we already talked about in the opening. Sure. But who the fuck cares? So I called it a black suit. I guess you were pointing out that it's a silver suit. I was going to say this is the second appearance of the black uh, suit from his regeneration suit, but I guess this, this is Kryptonian travel suit. That he shows up in. That's right. He's gotta go through <clears throat> TSA
0: and it's just more comfortable, right? Like
1: when he crashes, did you notice that in the shot where it's showing the whole giant ship, which where the fuck did that ship come from? Sure. That's not the ship that he crashed in.
0: He must have made it. I mean he has access to all of the technology yeah, that loop will take. So must be, yeah, here's the schematics for a you know medium interstellar. Single man scout craft, right? Oh, great. And I can make that right.
1: But Martha has been having dinner with someone and they leave, right? Yeah. When it's a shot showing the whole ship and it shows down the the field that it's crashed in. Yeah. There's a set of headlights coming towards it, which is obviously that person because they were not that far away (laughs) when a fucking spaceship crashed in the farm. (laughs) Right. How does she get rid of this guy? She's like, all right, Tom, I will show you one boob if you don't say anything. I know you've liked me since high school. You sh- I'll show you one old lady boob. Yep. That's all you get. So during his absence, Superman's nemesis. Nemesis? Nem- nemesis. nemesis.
2: Yeah. Well, we've always been each other's greatest is, I, nemesis. Nemesis. What, nemesis. What's the plural on that? Nemesis. Whatever, Lex
1: Luthor was released from prison and is now married to a rich widow. And Todd... Yes, yes. Do you know who plays that
0: rich widow? I do. She's one of three iconic actors uh, with cameos in this film. So that's the wonderful Noel or Noelle Neal. Mm-hmm.
1: And why is, she, why is she notable, Casey? She was George Reeves era... Lois Lane, but she is also Lois Lane's mother in Superman the movie. So that is our first repeat actor. Yes, yes, showing yes, up as. Yes. Oh, well, no, I'm sorry. Brandon Rath has already shown up, and he's already been on the podcast too in Scott Pilgrim. Oh
0: God, yes, the the Todd.
2: Didn't you know Todd's vegan?
0: Wh- who did you say she was
1: in Superman? She's Lois' mother, mother okay, on, the pl- on the train when on the train. Got it. teenage yep. Clark d- runs by and then, like, little girl Lois mm-hmm. is like, Mom, there's a man. And I'm like, wait a minute. If he's a teenager here and she's—hang on. That's a big age difference. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember? We we spent a minute on that, I believe, when we did Superman the movie. Uh,
0: well, we just spent a minute on it when we did um, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Also problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reed and Sue. Why, yeah. why does it keep
1: happening? I don't like it. I don't like any part of it. And at second, how fucking dare you bring up the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. (laughs) Just when It's an embargoed movie.
2: In spite of your past, I know you're a good man. And all good men deserve a second chance. He
1: marries a rich widow to obtain her fortune upon her death. Now, Lex 100% was a cunning linguist with this woman, right? Like...
2: Uh, she says, you, you take care of me. Mm-hmm. And you have. You've shown me pleasures that I've never known. Mm.
1: Oh, there was some dusty muffin licking in this.
0: <laughs> Usually I am the filthy one. You are really. Because it, it's oh, <laughs> the beer.
1: The beer. No, it's just. Yeah, yeah. You're a little punchy.
0: Yeah. Listen, you know, the. Yep, okay, yeah. So, yes, clearly he sealed the deal.
1: Oh, yes, he did, because he gets everything. Uh, yeah. Superman, having failed in his quest to find surviving Kryptonians, returns to Earth, and, as Clark Kent, resumes his job at the Daily Planet in Metropolis.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Brandon as Clark cow yeah uh, so again obviously they're capturing the look he's starting from a place he's kind of got that the christopher reeve look they really lean into it the slick down hair and everything um he's got that that kind of statuesque build he gets like the surface Right. And, you know, when we see him in Metropolis, my initial reaction is, oh, okay. The kind of awkward, bumbling Clark. I'm okay with it right now.
1: But there are moments, I'll point out one specifically later, where I'm like, your acting ability to tiptoe through the line of being Clark or Superman is on par with Reeve. It is so good. I, I think he was pulled back by Bryan Singer.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. So, definitely agree there are moments where it feels like he's channeling Christopher Christopher reeve which I guess as an actor you're an actor that's a dangerous place to be right and and maybe he never had a chance right this movie is so clearly a love letter to um clearly the first two uh yep. superman movies you know the fact that he has any resemblance he's almost doomed to failure right it's it's like it's like trying to go do a Heath Ledger type Joker now, like
1: good, well, especially good since I think to put it, to put a finer point on that, if mm-hmm. it was a continuation of the Nolan universe and the decide to bring Joker in and recast it and recast everyone else and let everyone else do a different version of the character than yeah. what were in the original movies, but he had to do the idea of it. Like Frank Langella is not doing Jackie. Jackie Coogan. Coogan. Thank you. Yep.
0: Coogan Cooper. Oh, uh, oh! I'm thinking of Steve Coogan, the British. Uh, I think it's
1: Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Cooper, and you know Kate Bosworth is not doing Marco Mar- Kidder. Uh, no shit. I, yeah. I don't know what the it's f- like. Some scenes, Kevin Spacey is kind of doing a Gene Hackman. He, no, he's uh, listen.
0: I actually spoiler <laughs> for the yeah, end. Spacey's my favorite performance in the film.
1: The second half of the movie. The beginning, I'm like, oh, you're just being scary, Kevin Spacey. Until (laughs) Lois Lane shows up on the boat. We thought he was only acting. No, he really is. That's him. Yeah. He's really a horrible human being. But until Lois Lane is on the boat. And he says, Lois Lane? Yeah. And then it's that whole, like, billions. and he's. I'm like, oh. Now, suddenly, someone showed him. Superman the movie. (laughs) Someone's like, no, 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 Kevin, like this. Don't worry. We'll go back and reshoot the other parts once you've got the character. Then they went and edited the movie together, and they went, oh, God, um, we forgot to go back.
0: Predator that he may be, he's an amazing Mm. mimic. So I think that's just all different choices. I I think he's not ever... Not hitting exactly what he intends to. You've seen his Pacino, right? In front of Pacino,
1: yes. <laughs> uh, uh, his Walter Matthau is. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, it's when he was on SNL and they were doing
2: "Move It Along, Guys."
1: So you just said, you know, love letter to yeah, to Donner. Yeah. I gotta say, all the Kent Farm stuff. If you didn't tell me which movie it was from and showed me, sure, I couldn't tell you if it was Superman the movie. Or Superman Returns, yeah. Holy shit, he captures the perfect essence of Verisimilitude. Like yeah. it is the very lived in farm. Mm-hmm. Even when we get to Metropolis, I would say the plain uh, scene, is when Brian goes, now I'm going to kind of start making my own movie. It's not just going to be a paint-by-numbers Richard Donner movie. So I And this is no knock in any way, sure, shape, sure. or form. I think he does a, a wonderful job of moving from Donner's vision to his own vision without having it be like, oh, what what the hell just happened? Like, it It really is. uh, It's so frustrating that he is such a horrible person because he (laughs) is a good director.
0: Agree. Uh, It's funny you point that out. I have a moment, and it's not the same moment, and it's not the same change. For me, there's a moment that I'll point out when we get to that for me is where the love letter falls apart, and now I'm just disappointed. So, yep. oh, yeah. I'm
1: sure. Yes, that is part of the problem. This movie, it's it's Rise of Skywalker.
0: Uh, I have a reference to the Force Awakens later. Yeah, it,
1: it, it, yeah. but but Force Awakens is fine. Last Jedi uh, is great. I'm sorry,
2: nerd fight.
0: You misspoke. I think
1: you just no. You Force meant to Awakens say it's shit. Force Awakens is fine. <sighs> Last Jedi is great. Rise of Skywalker is worse than the prequels because it is J.J. Abrams set up the universe. Ryan Johnson did something really cool and original and JJ Abrams said that's not how you play with my toys. I'm going to make them do this even yeah. if I break every single one of them. Yeah. It, Which well, is exactly what happens in Rise of Skywalker. This is
0: not a Star Wars podcast, but uh, I think everyone knows where we fall on the sequel. But
1: it goes with that. Like this is this is definitely I, like He was so invested in making a Richard Donner yeah. film yes, that he it, lost track of his own it, story he's not doing
0: the john peters no i don't want him to have a cape i want him to have jeans on and right like it's it's, he's not trying to like break everything about the character no it's
1: i think he's just being too prussian with the richard donner vision
0: no I, i i think for me i think it's you set up brandon routh and and kate bosworth in an impossible situation and you stay so close that there's no way but to reflect on what was and the, and yeah. th- when they bring it so close, it's so obvious how short, Routh and and Bosworth
1: fall. Of no, uh, the Brandon Routh is the third tallest actor to play Superman. Oh, <laughs> oh, he actually is. Uh, Reeves is the t- Chris Reeve is the tallest. Okay, at six four, yep. actually six four, which they uh, check in this movie. Tom Welling is two is like a quarter of an inch shorter, or taller than Brandon Routh. They're right around 6'2". And okay. then uh, Cavill's, I think, six one.
0: Okay, I was a small guy compared to Hollywood. All
1: right. Well, compared to Ben Affleck, who is 6'4". Yeah, that makes it a little tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ben's, yeah. A, Ben's a big boy.
0: Yes. Last night, I just watched um, The Way Back. Oh, I haven't, still haven't seen that. It's good. It's a, it's a character study, which I love. But uh, I was ready for it to be done about... Twenty minutes before it was
1: done. Ooh, yeah, ooh.
0: and I actually ha- I actually stopped and thought I was like, "Am I gonna watch the end of it?" And I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I will." But yeah, which is that's never a good sign. Yeah,
1: I have started two movies <laughs> and not finished them. Ouch. Uh, yeah, I can say them. Uh, one is the remake of the thing, or the oh. prequel with, yeah, yeah. Uh, not even the power of Mary Elizabeth Weinstead can get ooh, me.
0: <laughs> that's a tough one.
1: Also, with her officially being Hera in uh, Ahsoka, oh my god! <laughs> you know, you, uh, Hera is a is a twelick, so I'm just like oh. uh, super sexy Mary Elizabeth Weinstead? Yes, yes, please, yes, please. And the other one was 65. Oh, that who? Uh, shocker! That I mean, I mean, it looked like okay, looks slick, but it didn't grab me. No, at all. It, the problem is, it's not even slick. Like, I'm oh, like, no. oh, my God, this is terrible. Not even, and again, not even the power of Adam Driver can save this movie.
0: That's And I think
1: Adam Driver is a fantastic oh, act.
0: Agree, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: The torture report? Oof. Well, we haven't seen that. That was a rough watch, but he is so good.
2: Richard's an assistant editor here who's basically saved our international section. Well, wow. He's also a pilot, and he loves horror movies. Clark is well, he's Clark.
1: Subsequently, Clark learns that Lois is now engaged to Perry White. Uh, no, <sighs> Perry White's nephew. Sorry, yeah, okay. Richard. <laughs> I was taking the pause. I'm going to say one of my my notes later here. Yeah, Frank Langella. What an absolute delight.
0: <laughs> yes, agree. I love the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. And he oh my is- god,
1: oh, he's so good. But so Frank Langella, repeat actor. So that's two. Yep, and uh, James Marsden is uh, Cyclops. So. Oh,
0: I'm Cyclops, sure.
1: Uh, so that's uh, three.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, good, good call. I I, I uh, forgot about Langella in the Skeletor makeup.
1: Uh, I think Fe- Langella wants to forget about yeah. the Skeletor. Makeup. <laughs> uh, so he is. She is engaged to Richard White, who with whom she has had a had a five year old son named Jason. I'm sorry. How, has, how old is her son? Five. Okay. I'm sorry. How long has Superman been gone? Like f- five years and ten months. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sure. Totally. Totally fine.
1: Totally fine. Totally not at all connected in any way, no, shape, or form.
0: No. The film does a beautiful job. Like they're not nearly as you know uh, obvious about it here, but they do a beautiful job of of the the trail of breadcrumbs that gets us to the reveal that you know her son Jason, of course, is is not uh, Richard's
1: son. What? I didn't pick that up at all in this movie. Oh, well, that's must have been really subtle and not at all Ham fisted yeah,
0: it, it really it, No, no, it was. That I mean, look, by the time you get there, it's it's not nearly as convoluted as like Usual Suspects, but you, you know, there's these little moments. There's a when Clark meets Jason in the newsroom and mm-hmm. he looks up at him like some of Brandon Routh's best moments, actually, I think, are actually between him and Jason.
1: I think he's he gets to be a stronger Clark than Superman. I've seen him do Superman since on uh, when they did oh, when the, he's doing
0: the Kingdom Come Superman. I really and want it's to see that.
1: Fucking phenomenal. Uh, possible not this summer because we already have our summer bonus stuff. Yeah, maybe next summer. Oh. We burn oh, through we that. Do the, yo, that's
0: a great idea. We do yeah. crisis. Yeah, let's do. Since
1: by that point the CW DC universe will be dead, and I do, I don't mean that in like a good way. Just it'll be done by then. Yeah, like, got it. Okay, Superman uh, and Lois. I think has one more season in it after this. Flash is ending. Star Girl's done. Titans is done. Doom Patrol. They're all they're all gone. So. Oh. My. Be a great time to do that.
0: Okay, perfect. Let's uh, We'll put a pin in that for uh, next summer.
1: I have put a pin. Ow, I put a Ew. pin in my thigh. Oh, no. Oh, no. It. it hurts terribly. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lois has won a Pulitzer uh, for her article, Why the World Doesn't Need Superman. <laughs> Dick. I mean, oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, Luther travels to the fortress of solitude. Oh, I loved um, Luther's uh, bit about not a god.
2: Gods are selfish beings who fly around in little red capes and don't share their power with mankind.
1: Uh, which is weird because of um, Lex Luthor Jr. in uh, the Snyderverse. The red capes are coming.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red capes are coming.
1: And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luther steals the Kryptonian crystals. That's leaving out a huge part here. He steals them, but before he steals them, he gets all the information he needs to know about them from i computer Jor-el, yeah. not Brainiac. Yeah, again, yeah. very important. This is not Brainiac,
0: and that makes sense. In the same way,
1: did you watch Sandman on Netflix? I have not yet. Oh, I haven't, I haven't so burned through that. God, I'm, I'm behind on Ted Lasso. I'm behind on a oh, lot of Ted stuff. Ted Lasso is right
0: delightful. It's oh, everything we hoped it would be. Fucking um, unsurprising. But, you know, Neil Gaiman, my favorite living author, bar none, um, loves Sandman, the source material, and love the Netflix adaptation. Also, love the audiobooks, which are really good as well. Um, but, you know, one of the stories where he's going after the, his Dreamstone. In the comic, he goes and he talks to Mr. Miracle. Oh. He talks to, who then goes and wakes up the Martian manhunter trying to track down this thing that the old Justice League had.
1: John done. Jones. John Jones. One of my yeah. favorite. And, uh, John. Jones.
0: John Jones, yeah. Um, and in the comics, it's a wonderful you. sequence. You know, we know that Dream has appeared across planets and worlds because John recognizes him as. Um, as a Martian Lord of the dreams, right? Like it's just super cool.
1: That's very cool. And
0: of course in the Netflix series, they didn't do any of that. And it makes sense. It like, of course I wanted that, but I understand why you wouldn't do that. You, you know, you've got to make choices when you're adapting for a series. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Brainiac, right? Like I'm glad they didn't make it Brainiac and like shoehorn in, Oh, it's Brainiac. And that's the model number of the computer. That Sony Corp built, and I'm glad that we didn't get him at all. Rather than get him in a way that's so superficially disappointing, you know.
1: And, and it's it's also disappointing that they keep having to reboot their universe because I don't yeah. want Brainiac to be the villain in. Oh shit! What's Legacy? Is, Legacy, is that what? Yeah, Su- Superman, Superman Legacy. Legacy.
0: Yeah, which um,
1: I'm fearful with that title. It will be Brainiac because. Brainiac is the computer that holds all the information about Krypton.
0: Oh, that must be an that. So that's a later
1: revision. That's not. Oh, he's always been a Kryptonian re- computer. Are you sure?
0: Hundred and ten percent. Oh, I could have sworn he was not that he was he was an alien intelligence, but not from Krypton. Yeah, I'm Hang on. okay. I triple check that one. My feel. Mind. And again, this is you know characters that have existed over. You know, decades and decades. If you go back far enough, you'll uh,
1: Brainiac. Yeah, I'm reading Silver Age shit here right now. Humanoid. Maybe
0: a planet of sentient computers. Yeah, that yes, that matches up with my
1: recollection. Oh yeah, yeah. There, Colu. Oh, I guess I just. Oh, interesting. Uh,
0: uh, he's he's familiar, and I know this from the comics. He kid stole the city of Candor, right? The bottled city.
1: That's still bottled, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
0: so the, so maybe that was the conflating. Maybe that's where I'm getting it yeah. mixed up. But, I, I, I mean, I'd be... Listen, we haven't had Brainiac, so if you do... Yeah, but I don't... I think James Gunn is going to... I'm looking for... Whatever story he writes, I'll be stunned if I don't love it.
1: If you want to plant the seed of Brainiac, do it. But don't... I just... I'm so worried about... Well, don't, don't do, do Brainiac. Don't do Doomsday. Have Lex Luthor be someone in the background. Give us, give us somebody
0: new. Don't like, don't give us another Joker, right? Like again, let's go, let's go further into the bench.
1: If you want to make it Zod, okay. Like, no, like don't we've got ma- some I mean, fucking say in what. <laughs> what again, <Brian.
0: laughs> Superman has got a great rogues gallery. There's plenty of stuff to work with there. You don't have to go to the same two. Give us somebody. different. I mean, Brainiac would be cool. Just don't do. Don't do the introduce and kill him in one. Like, make him worthy of the character.
1: What if James does, Mister Mixel
0: Well, one fuck that because unless we get a definitive pronunciation,
1: it's, that's what it is. Mixel Colin pronounced it, and he should know. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, I and feel cast like, Danny DeVito.
0: Okay, now I'm in. You son of
1: a bitch. Now I'm in. Tell me everything starting with crystals. So he takes the crystals and he uses them for an experiment that causes power outage on the East coast. a lot of really great stuff here.
0: Yeah. So again, at this point on paper, this is all working for me, right? Again, Mm -hmm. love letter to one and two. You mentioned the, the flashback Smallville, young Clark. That sequence is amazing. I'm good with spacey at this point. Uh, what a shocker yeah. that he could be so icky. Who who oh, yeah. who knew? <laughs> um we get another we get another throwback, you know, Easter egg cameo. Bo the bartender mm-hmm. is played by Jack Larson, who played Jimmy in the Adventures of Superman TV series in
1: the fifties. Yeah, it's weird they didn't get George Reeves to be in the Oh.
0: Oh <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. Right. You
0: went dark on that one. You went dark.
1: Yeah. This movie was dedicated. By the way, while we're to get out of the darkness, this movie was dedicated to
0: into the light. Oh, sorry,
1: (laughs) to Christopher and Diana or Dana Dana Reeve. Can't remember her. Dana, Dana. yeah, Yeah. which is pretty nice. Yeah, what a what a fucking gut punch that they died within like a couple years of each other. Yeah, yeah, and their son is a sportscaster. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, remember during the pandemic, the one guy who didn't have his camera set right and you could see his gym shorts?
0: Uh, that implies that I watched the sports cast. So, no, no, no it idea. was like, like made oh, the rounds. Like me, yeah, because,
1: no. because like, ha ha ha, we're all learning how to live in our houses, and that's their son. Oh, interesting. Like, it came out a couple of days later. I'm like, bury the fucking lead. That is the beginning of that. That the guy who made, uh, you know, his most famous character is a journalist. Yeah,
0: right, <laughs> Becomes right, right. a journalist. Journalist, yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. Dana Reeve was a frequent guest on Howard Stern a few times and was a wonderful guest. Wonderful. Like, just, and, and told some really touching stories, like... You know, that feels like that's a tough inflection point for marriage, right? You know, your spouse has this traumatic accident is
1: is a quadriplegic and is slowly dying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The timer started at sure. that moment,
0: but boy, for to him. hear to hear her talk about her relationship with Christopher Reeve, you know, until he died. And of course it's her telling so you know we we we're, we're getting her side of it but boy it was just so touching and so sweet which made that like her passing again just like oh man he's gut punch you said it
1: Chris Reeve just seemed like a very intense individual but also a very caring individual
0: Yeah Yeah I, I just, love the story of his and Robin Williams friendship and Robin oh. like take like making sure he was financially set after the accident. Like I yeah, I love that. What a
1: mensch. What a mensch. Yep. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So uh in this scene, visually my one of my favorite jokes that like became a core memory, like an in inside out, mm-hmm. is when uh Cal Penn, because Cal Penn's yeah, in this just movie.
0: Randomly, yeah, with almost um, with almost no lines.
1: One line. Is it I'm, one? Like, I knew it wasn't I, many. Like and it's not until they make the the Kryptonian island, and I'm just like, is Cal Pen gonna talk in yeah. this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they don't give him a line, it he gets he makes a lot less money. <laughs> yeah, he must have been like, uh, it's like the Star Trek Four. When
0: looking for the naval base in Alameda, could you tell me where the
2: nuclear vessels are? Ooh, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I think it's across the bay in Alameda. That's what I said, Alameda. Alameda. I know but that. But where is Alameda? Being
0: John Malkovich. Hey,
2: Malkovich, think fast.
1: <laughs> the guy that hits yeah, him with the beer camp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus.
1: Yep. He drops the little shard in. All the lights go out. All the stuff happens. And when the light comes back up, Lex has backed himself slowly up to the wall, far away from everyone else and standing close to the giant model city. That's just a funny joke. I'm like, yeah. ah. Lex didn't care about anyone else. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back here. Yep, yep. You're all gonna die. Yep, probably. Weird that every time a explosion or the train derails in the model, the little model pieces scream. That's <laughs> well, an odd choice. Well, you know, things happen. Things happen. And my favorite is...
2: To think that one could create a new world with such a simple little object. It's like
1: a seed. And all it needs is water. And Kitty...
2: Like uh, sea monkey.
1: And I love that he's about to say that she's an idiot, and he's like... Exactly, Kitty. Like sea monkeys.
0: Not true. <laughs> they're, they're, Not, sea monkeys nope. don't... Uh, you know, <laughs> uh,
1: great giant uh, mi- islands mitosis? in the middle of. The- is
0: that mitosis? Is that the where they split into two? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. So this power loss mm-hmm. interferes with a flight test of a space shuttle. Hey, Todd.
0: Well, my note at the end here is this sequence has some of the worst science we've seen in a long, long time on this. Sure. Especially for a movie that's taking itself seriously, this science is just. It's the worst.
1: As I put in the notes, uh, we can do some crash discussion, but can we talk about the person who's giving the interview on the uh, airplane? Yes, Did you Peter, recognize that? Yeah, Peter. Was she from?
0: I remember her from Witchblade, which was an adaptation of a Dark Horse comic.
1: Oh no, she's been in a movie that we've done on this podcast. Oh,
0: she's oh from the League, uh, of, Ex- League of Extraordinary, extraordinary Gentlemen. gentlemen. That's yes, Mina four. Harker. Yeah,
1: that's four.
0: Oh man, I didn't even think of that. I lo- she's awesome.
1: I really yeah like she's. Her. I love her sassiness to uh, Lois.
2: If this launch is as pivotal as you claim, why is it only being covered by one news network? Why don't we save
1: those questions for the post-launch briefing? How about that, Ms. Lane? Uh, kindly shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so let me just okay. read this, and then we can talk about what yeah. works and what doesn't work in the sequence for us.
0: Uh, you mean what doesn't work? Because, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I meant the science. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, you did used to fly planes, so you would know more than anyone. <laughs> Right, right. (laughs) So the power outage uh, interferes with the flight test of a space shuttle to be launched into space from from its piggyback mounted on an airliner occupied by Lois Lane, who is covering the shuttle story. Clark flies into action as Superman and stops the plane from crashing into a baseball stadium. So before we do what we don't like, I'm going to say one thing I do like. Sure. I don't like and i know it's it's because in the comics it was just little red beams that came out of his eyes uh and in the chris reeve superman movies little red beams yeah. i love this like swirls of intense like the the heat uh they're sure they have a scientific name and i have no idea what it is uh, yeah. but but you know the, like the, the convection the discu- currents yeah 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 that's smallville smallville uh clark's heat vision on smallville did the same thing so when it happened in this movie it was like awesome cool that's that's a, i really think that's cooler than i got little red lasers coming out of my yeah. eyes pew, pew 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 uh that's a little shout out to our uh dnd friend jody yeah that's right pew, <laughs> anytime pew. she rolled a thing she's like uh pew pew her warlock she yeah, pew, uh, yeah pew
0: pew and that's and if you're playing a warlock that's usually your best choice is to pew pew 100 uh he bought her a shirt right that says pew pew pew, pew. Oh, yeah, that was after he stopped playing. Yes, yes. Yes. Did he buy her one, or did he tell me he saw another one? So her husband, Talon, who's our DM, uh, she had another one that says, I'm sleeping with the DM. And I can't remember if he bought that one for her or if he told me about it, but they're both great shirts.
1: When I worked for UPS, Danny had a shirt that says, I fantasize about the UPS guy.
2: (laughs) Oh, it
1: great. happens. That's great. Um, uh, also, Talon does something else that's important. What? He's on something. Uh, oh, that's right. He's on a podcast here on the Night Shift Radio Network.
0: That's right. The amazing, the fourth pillar of play. And fourth that's is right. spelled out F-O-U-R-T-H. Yes. If you have not checked that out, and if you are a real nerd like me, and Casey now. Yeah, I'm listening to it. I love it. A yeah. really phenomenal Dungeons and Dragons. or uh, really tabletop role-playing game. Uh,
1: yeah, it's very specific. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no Not. no well the concept no no I mean like what they're making they're making it within D&D but it's uh all about the the fourth pillar of play the first three pillars usually being uh role playing exploration and combat and their theory that the game actually has a fourth pillar and that being the creation or design and they're they're walking through creating a world and uh just really, really good. Really well, really
1: good. sure. You need four pillars. If you only have three, like half your building's is gonna go,
0: you have a tripod, yeah. You want a you wanna Whoa. you want a table. Yeah.
1: Okay. What are we Willem Dafoe? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I finally I finally saw that picture
1: <laughs> of, of or the his... video
0: the video of him dancing in some what looked to be clearly some kind of indie stage thing.
1: Yeah. Uh Antichrist.
0: Oh, is that what With it him. was?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's where he shows his penis. Got it. Okay. And it's
0: well, it was like an outtake thing because he was kind of like playing around and like, like yeah. he was doing the old like at my ding
1: a ling and swinging. <laughs> yeah, like in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I got a yeah, surprise for you. Sure. Swick, wack, 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 wack. Jason oh. Siegel
0: bravery
1: in that scene. Hang on, there's no bravery. That dude's hung. <laughs> I just rewatched that movie and, I, and literally when his penis showed up, I was like, I forgot how big it was. <laughs> the Good for Look, you, Jason. <laughs> the, the, but the
0: transition to him sitting there crying while he's still naked, like that is the piece that is brilliant.
1: That's based on a real breakup.
0: Oh, it's break, on a real breakup. I know, uh, I know uh, that. Yeah.
1: His real breakup from Linda Cardellini.
0: Oh, I didn't know that that's who it was with. But he did. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him say like he sat there naked and and crying, and it was awkward, yep. he said. <laughs> <That's Yeah>. Lovely. <laughs> Another... Uh, Person Who's appeared on the podcast, Linda Carlini? So, right, she's been on the podcast already, hasn't she? No, uh, yeah, Scott Pitt. No, 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 not Scott. Uh, wait, she totally has. Linda, she was has. she in Birds of No? Hang no. on, what? She's, she's no. been on. Wait, she
1: we've talked about her a lot because I love her. You love her, and she's been almost cast and stuff, but no, I'm- oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, I was totally thinking, you're right. I'm Oh, wait. Oh, I'm so stupid. She's in Age of Ultron.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. We <sighs> get guy's family. Yes. Okay. I All forgot okay. about okay. It. I was like, Age of Ultron. You're
1: yeah. 100% right. right. Okay. I apologize to Miss Carlini. I still love you. <laughs>
0: uh, you didn't af- I feel like I was wrong. No. Okay. All right. So. Um,
1: Crash. What don't you like?
0: Yeah. Space shuttle. Uh, the wings do not have enough surface area to create lift. It, the, the wings that we see are really for... The re-entry where it's not flying, it's gliding. Mm-hmm. Uh, a jetliner cannot get nearly high enough to actually get the space shuttle into flight, and there's well, no fuel. not with
1: everyone else wearing mm-hmm. fucking oxygen masks. Uh, <laughs> like
0: you n- no, no. planes don't go that high. Like well, low- I, mean,
1: I mean, yes, I oh, a sure. huge jetliner aside, sure. even if the, we we can take that piece of science away. Everyone needs to be have have on fucking oxygen masks because they're all. Comp- what's what's it called when you altitude sickness? Uh, when you get well, too high and there's be, not it, enough.
0: That would be hypoxia. Yeah. Hypoxia. There's, thank there's, you. There, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah they're, uh, they're they're all just loopy as fuck. It's it, like <laughs>
2: we're in space. We yeah. It,
0: it, there's nothing that works there, so you just have so, to just disconnect.
1: Yeah, a lot of science fiction, but science fact. What does she call it? She doesn't call it the atmosphere. She 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 properly labels one of the
0: like the the troposphere.
1: Nah, it's an M word, and I can't fucking think Uh, of it. Is it mesosphere? Yes, mesosphere. Yes, she says mesosphere.
0: That's between the thermosphere and the stratosphere, right? Yeah, I'm like okay, yeah,
1: good, awesome. That's science. That plane would never have made it there, but sure, you use the right one. (laughs) Yeah, When that much science is being thrown out the window, you just expect him to say atmosphere, like out of the Earth's atmosphere. Well, everyone's dead now. Um, None of those people are going to – Richard Branson will be fine because Richard Branson's in this movie.
0: Well, ironically, that's not high enough to get you to space unless I misremember. Let me double check.
1: No, no, uh, the the graphic showed us that it it clearly like the plane gets high enough and then yeah. I don't understand what the problem is. There's a yeah. graphic.
0: Nope. So the Excel's, someone's there yeah. with a
1: Sharpie with tiny little hands and he's drawing everything going the right. Oh. Yeah, not gonna
0: make it. It's, not it's, gonna make it. It's
1: not it's not
0: no Trump airline. Nope. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. That's I
1: unfortunate. had to continue because I'm like, Todd doesn't get the bit I'm doing right now.
0: Uh, yes, you're right. I clearly missed that. Uh, have we talked about? I feel like we've talked about the the brilliant comic series Irredeemable before. Yep. The science does not work here. It would work in Irredeemable when he catches the plane, and like the barest hint of not, the barest like nod to yes, we know structurally this wouldn't work. Is you see the airplane skin ripple. As he's
1: oh, like underneath that was it. So cool. it, was so cool. I know it's it's yeah. such bullshit science. So yes, I was like, yes. all right, that's a pretty cool moment.
0: Irredeemable does a better job because it's it's really like a psychic, a psionic effect, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's manipulating reality essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I do love about this whole okay. crash sequence musically. Oh, sure. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. The whole time it starts, keeps doing the Superman theme, but dropping off. Into a different note And I'm going Just do the fucking theme Because I had forgotten What happens And it doesn't Fully come in Until he goes to Step out of the plane I was like Fuck That was Because this isn't John Williams I can't remember Who did the Orchestration for it But holy shit I was like It was like This was orchestrated By John Williams
0: Yeah The So obviously he uh, So John Ottman was oh, the good. editor and film school composer months before the... Film was written. And obviously, John Williams gets the... gets credit because, of course, they continue to the license his. So right, I wonder, wonder if that's work for hire. I'll bet you... I'm sorry. I wonder if they... Well, his... Well, 78. I, wa- I wonder... I'd love to know if anyone is in a position of knowledge. So typically, I would expect that all of that work would be work for hire, right? Like, you're paid to do it. The, mm-hmm. the production company owns it. But I wonder if he makes... Now, I'll bet John Williams probably gets royalties. But I wonder, in 78, when he did the first Superman movie, I wonder if he was in a position where he got perpetual royalties
1: for that theme. He's name-checked in the opening, and I think it's just he's name-checked. I I, I think it's just like as a currency.
0: You you better, right? like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because Hmm. they use the main Superman theme, and can you uh, read my mind?
0: So, John Ottman, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Superman Returns, John Ottman, the person who does compose the film score, he said he was both cautious and enthusiastic to work on Superman Returns. Ottman commented, quote, Brian Singer said he wouldn't even greenlight the movie if he couldn't use the John Williams music. It was important for me to preserve the Williams theme right down to every single note for the opening titles.
1: Yeah. And he said, "And it is. It is straight out of Superman the movie.
0: Yeah. And Ottman referred to his work on Superman Returns as an homage to, not a ripoff of Williams. And I think that's fair. And I think the whole movie is an homage.
1: Absolutely. There are a couple times, pretty much when they get to like the Kryptonian island. Yep. The- where some of the musical motifs he does, I'm like, I'm ah, not sure that." flows with the rest of the movie but okay I'm gonna let it go
0: you know what we don't see in the Fortress of Solitude surprisingly I was shocked no Kryptonian fuckswing.
1: swing I have a joke about it later oh <laughs> So sorry, I'm so sorry. Feel free to cut okay. that if you want. That's totally I, fine. I sure will, because because your jokes better. Good. Okay. Good. 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 I don't know if it's better. You know what? <laughs> I, I might. I, we'll see. We'll see if I keep this. Yeah. 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 Okay. If I'm feeling uh amorous. Sure. 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 All right. So, uh yeah. So at the end, he lays the thing down. He he does the. I hope this experience
2: hasn't put any of you off flying. Statistically speaking it's still the safest way to travel.
1: Lois passes out into the emergency raft uh, yeah. slide that comes out. It's just it at the end of it like yes, the science sucks. Yep. for how we get into it, but the rescue itself where he like grabs a one wing to slow the yeah tail it's not tail, yes. it's not a tail spin cuz it's going it's, a, it's, it's not just going, a nose dive, yeah. Yeah, kind of, but he slows it down but because he used so much force, he ripped off a wing. I mean, it was it was the crash itself was great. The science that gets us there is non-existent,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know the th- that his line inside the the aircraft a- after the rescue is so clearly, and he's being so sincere and earnest with it. You want him to do it. You can hear him going for Christopher Reeve.
2: Well, I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, Miss. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It's
1: kind of a a thing I was taught by my high school drama teacher that sometimes I do. If you have an accent, like if you have an Eastern European accent, you come in very strong with that. You know, your first lines are very strong with that accent, and then you can lighten it as you're going along. But you want to need to like, boom, hit the audience with, I have an Eastern European accent. I, so he was he, both his Clark and his Superman in first appearance are heavy Reeves, and then he goes into his own stuff. That
0: that actually explains a lot about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So thank you. That oh, was that was helpful. No. Yeah, it's an amazing uh, British accent for easily three minutes. So that just makes perfect sense. No, no.
1: It see <laughs> what gets lost in the lore of Robin Hood is. Yeah. Much like Samson gets his strength from his hair, <laughs> Robin gets his accent from his beard. Got it. So when he it. shaves his beard, He suddenly, hi, I'm Robin Hood of Sherwood Forest. Come, <laughs> Marion, we shall kiss with tongues. Oh, blah, blah, blah. okay. Sorry, right. I'm, I'm directly ripping from uh, Eddie Izzard. I apologize to her and stealing oh. her wonderful material. She's the, it, really. the second part, uh, the the beard thing was mine.
0: Got it. All right. Oh, nicely done. All right, now. The world rejoices at Superman's Mm. return, but he has difficulty coping with the fact that he feels those he was once close to have moved on from him.
1: So it's not here anywhere, but let's talk about like the montage of saving leading up to the failed bank robbery.
0: Do you think he's feeling guilty for being gone or guilty for having left Lois and suspecting he, he definitely knows he's definitely got like a sneaking suspicion about Jason.
1: That's it. Yeah. I'm, I imagine with all his superpowers, he probably can sense something in Jason. Yeah. Jason he's, may have a different smell. Sure. His cellular structure
0: looks different. Yeah. It has the solar yep. he, receptors. Yeah.
1: Something. But he's... And I his think penis
0: he, has the pinchers, right? Oh, like, yes, yes. Yes.
1: Sure. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not Klingon double dick, but it's definitely <laughs> different anatomy going on down there. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite moments in our chat with the four uh, four pillar yeah. four pillar guys yeah, when yeah. i mentioned that klingons have two dicks and talon was like i'm sorry what yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes canonically they have two penises
0: uh oh I, I did not know that
1: worse hanging a double
0: wow <laughs> oh good God. for him so he yeah, so he's I, not I, a tripod I, he is a table
1: it's he four is a table legs. Um, good for him yeah, on uh, Discovery, there's a scene where Klingons urinating on a wall, and there's clearly two streams. <laughs> so we're all like, "So Klingons have two penises that they evacuate simultaneously?" It seems counterproductive. Like
0: maybe it's faster. Like in com- like in dangerous situations, mm. you need-, need to be able to void faster.
1: Yeah. So it's a warrior's piss? yeah, because
0: you're vulnerable when you're pissing. So yeah. you piss quicker. Yeah, hundred percent. So the failed
1: bank robbery. Yeah, yeah. Is this suddenly his homage to uh, Terminator Two? <laughs> <laughs> with, the, uh, with the with the with the minigun yeah. with the with the minigun yeah. shooting up the cop cars
0: I, you know this is my favorite special effect in the entire movie when superman shows up from yes. from the walking in on the minigun to him the guy panicking and pulling out the handgun and it I love that he doesn't blink he does he sees the bullet coming he does nothing and it bounces off his eyeball i remember sitting in the movie theater and being like oh shit that is awesome. Do
1: you think Donner saw this and went, fuck,
0: why didn't we have the technology
1: yeah. to do this? <laughs> I know. I know. And the best part, and you know, yes, Superman never throws a punch in this movie. Yep. But the, they're both looking down at the smashed bullet, and then Superman's just look up at him like, yeah. this is not going to end well for you now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, the no punching. I saw that as well as a criticism. Um,
1: but I would he point out- doesn't need to punch in this movie. That,
0: and I would say- Go back to 1978, Superman.
1: Again, yes. He,
0: he doesn't have to go toe-to-toe with a bad guy. He does in two, right? Because I feel like they, like, well, it's a superhero movie. He's got to,
1: you know, do that. And he tries diplomacy and, sure, you know, getting them away from the fight and everything. It is a last resort for, yes. for He's not Batman. Reeve Superman. Yeah, if,
0: if, if it's a Batman movie, you know Batman is kicking the shit out of some bad guys. Superman, yeah. I don't necessarily expect it. I'm happy to see it. I mean yeah. one one of the best parts of uh am I am I conflating there it's definitely from was it the Superman the animated series when he's fighting Darkseid and he's like I don't have to yeah. hold back.
1: Uh it is Justice is League. It, is it Justice it's,
0: League? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: like that is Yeah. And he proceeds well, listen, to kick what, the ever loving shit out of Darkseid.
0: Uh yes. So oh, listen, when we get those moments, I'm there for it. But I'm just as happy in the first Superman movie when He's, you know, it's not about how hard he can punch because that's not the kind of conflict it is. So I'm okay with the fact that he doesn't punch in this. That's all right. Yeah. He didn't punch in the first Superman movie and that's a classic.
1: The only thing I would have liked is I might've been during the John Byrne run and correct me if I'm wrong during the Man, Man of, of Steel, Steel
0: reboot. Yeah.
1: Where he knocks a criminal out by just flicking him with his finger. Ooh, is that John that does- Byrne? Is that for-
0: that does sound for He definitely uses his physical abilities in the Mass Seal run. And it might be that's that feels really familiar. That's such a good jumper yeah, I want I want that genius. to
1: happen. I just want Blink. And yeah. they just like flip over backwards yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. of course he scans him and goes, Oh, no broken bones. You're fine. You You're know, fine. You're fine. That's gotta happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, with Superman distracted by an out-of-control vehicle, a diversion involving Luthor's henchman Kitty Kowalski, who's oh doing a really good Miss Tessbacher. I mean
1: I gonna say something no? that's probably gonna get me some some heat. Oh, I go for- Do not enjoy Parker Posey.
0: Oh, it, in the save role. for
1: one performance.
0: Oh, wait, oh, you mean her work as a performer?
1: Yes. Oh my! Waiting for Guffman is the well, only thing I enjoy her in. First of all, that's she's brilliant in that. So, of yeah. course,
0: um, I went just, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: best in Show. Oh yeah, Best in so Show. So anything she just,
0: does with Christopher Guest.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's yes. let's give that caveat. Yes. Um, yes. I went to school with a, with a girl who had the last name Posey. I will not get first name for an amenity, but she would constantly tell us that Parker Posey's my cousin, Parker Posey. Scream 3 came out when we were in college. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's go see it. And she, how do I put this delicately? Oh, no. uh, She eats dog shit in that movie. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> she's awful from first frame to last frame that she is in it. Uh, and weirdly, the Girl, I went to college with just stop mentioning that.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's really oh, interesting. That's unfortunate. That's
1: unfortunate. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I, I'm good with what she's doing. I mean, again, Miss Tessbacher, I'm good with that. Um, it was all right, now Luther steals kryptonite from the Metropolis Museum of Natural History.
1: My note was just about uh oh, okay. Frank Langella.
0: Got it. um, Perry then assigns Lois to interview Superman while Clark investigates the blackout. So, yes,
1: this is the oh. Close oh. to Reeve. This is moment. my moment too, but we do when, we go in
0: different directions.
1: Look, look. First of all, I never will understand why Brian Singer let Kate Bosworth's reading of right. when she drops her purse be the one that ended in the film. Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know why it's so bad, but it's so bad. Like I would never. I I could probably say great a hundred different ways. <sighs> And never come up with that one. one. But when they're picking up the stuff and there's a moment where Clark looks at Lois and he kind of straightens himself up for a second and then does the the slink. I'm like,
0: it's Chris Reeve. He did. So I had, so this is the moment that I said, you know, there's a moment where for me it deflates. This is the moment because that was a bad strategic choice. Don't do the rooftop and so closely. Like, I was half expecting him to to scan and say, "Nope, no lung cancer yet," right? Like,
1: right. When they get to the rooftop, it's it, very clearly just like it's beat for beat repeat, yeah. And that's it, a little too far from,
0: and me. it's too close because then you're then you can't help but remember. And again, I, I like Brandon Routh and other stuff. I love him in uh, Zach and Mary make a porno.
2: I think he's brilliant.
0: <laughs> um, I like Kate Bosworth and stuff. She was great in the <laughs> oh, Wait, wait. I forgot. He was with Justin Long. <laughs> oh god. And Justin Long is apparently, you know, has a tree trunk in his in his pants there. Oh yeah. My god, Justin yeah. Long. He's so funny. Up until this point I'm like, okay, I see what we're doing. It's an homage and I'm there. This is the moment where I'm like, oh, I'm less I'm left. You know what it was? Remember sometimes growing up if your parents bought you Reese's peanut butter cups that's like mm-hmm. celebration. Yeah. But if they got like the budget brand, like the the nutter cups or what, you know, the any other like knockoff brand, they never tasted as good. It was always disappointing and all you could think about was I wish I had Reese's peanut butter cups. This scene for me is the turning point in the movie where So I'm this is your Reese's
1: peanut butter cup moment? Yes. It's my I wish I had Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, we don't have to say that much. From now on, when we have a moment where we wish it was something different, it will be a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup moment for us. Okay, there you go. All right. Beautiful. Well, it took us uh, almost six seasons. Almost six
0: seasons. (laughs) Right. That's right. Right. Uh, Well, almost seven, right? Because we're almost at the end of season six. So, yeah.
1: So, we've done six seasons. The next step for us is end a movie. Oh, never mind. You okay. You never got that far in community. It oh, became no, a I didn't get, yeah, hashtag I didn't, for it. And it's coming it. true. This year, we're getting a fucking, fucking community movie. movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just saw um, Donald Glover talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm All so right. happy. Lois and Jason in- mm-hmm. inadvertently board
1: Luther's yacht. Yeah, you know, like you do when yeah. you're at a random person's house. You're like, oh, there's a yacht over here. I'll just walk Clearly down. seems like... A, uh, I just love the horror movie music motif that happens when they find <laughs> Lex Luthor's uh wig collection. It's like its heads that are on yes. spikes, but yes. it's just wigs.
0: That's pretty it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was thinking of that when we were talking about Billy Zane and him talking mm-hmm. with the wigs. I was like, well, there's the I could have seen that would have been funny. Yeah. Um Now, uh, they're captured after Lois decides to hold interest in the Blackout story, which she connects to Luthor's experiment. The scene with Luthor discovering Lois is brilliant, right? And his Lois Lane is just delightful. Um, And also, this is not a pleasant memory, but for me, this starts to really feel like Elements of The Force Awakens, where Han Solo literally says, so we're just going to do what we did before? Because you can see, like, Kitty being uncomfortable with this idea that... The new continent coming up is going to kill all these people on the eastern seaboard. This is where I'm like, oh, but I I don't like it when movies do that. Like the Easter egg reference to like, we know this. Remember this? This is Nistel. I'm
1: good with that. But The the only problem, the only pushback I'll give, I guess, is that that's this Lex Luthor's main plan through all the movies that we count because in – in Superman, the movie it was breaking the the Grand Canyon or not the, the San Andreas Fault and yep. having California fall off, and then he's got all this beachfront property. Sure. In two, he wants, when Zod takes over the world, he just wants a small little piece of land to call his own Australia. That's right. That's so right. Luther's always been obsessed. This it, Luther. It's, it's more about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. He's doing me. the same. Yeah. He's no, he's doing the same. The same but different because he's creating his own land this time. I'm good with
0: that. That part I'm good with. It is the Kitty slash Miss Tessbacher betrayal, right? (laughs) That's the piece where I'm like, oh, it just feels like the dame with the heart of gold, right? Like, you know, she loves bad men, but she's got a heart of gold. And, you know, she's there undoing because she has this moment of virtue. You know, that's where I'm
1: like, okay. So I've mentally blocked Superman four, So I don't remember if that happens with... Anyone in there, but it's uh, it's I mean, Lorelei in three. Like, oh, I was it's gonna say always, Richard Pryor. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's well, it's, it's, it's kind Richard of both Pryor of them well. Yeah, it's they're inadvertently like, well, no, because Gus is brought into it, but Lorelai like, is part of it. It's like down to be a villain until it gets to a certain point, and then she's like, oh, I wasn't, Peace I, I didn't I want to go yeah. that bad.
0: Uh, Richard Pryor, apparently notorious, uh, would sleep with anybody, man or woman. That's uh, the a,
1: he, a story he, uh, he he we, when he was when he's talking about his addiction he said it's do you know you've reached your low point when you're sucking dick for crack like
0: oh, all right yeah well, i guess uh, what is the oh uh what's the movie dirty jobs
1: <laughs>
0: dirty <laughs> work with norm mcdonald and oh, dirty Lime, work yeah, 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 uh, yeah when they're in the, the like the 12-step meeting and he mm-hmm. talks about weed or something, and Bob Saget's like, "I suck dick for crack or something along those lines." Oh, um,
1: you know what? Maybe, maybe Pryor's not talking about sucking dick for crack. It's something else, but it's the same idea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh.
0: Well, the story that I have heard reference to Richard Pryor was that he was he had like this, you know, unstoppable sexual appetite. So it was you know if he, if he didn't land a woman that night, you know. He'd fuck a guy. That's
1: so he's pansexual before pansexual sure, was a term. Sure, yeah, Horn, horny, horny, probably, yeah, right, like no, well, yeah. that too, yes, yeah, but exactly. that, who gives a shit? Yeah, it, was everybody consensual and having a good time? Great, that's all that <laughs> matters. All right, totally fine. Uh, Luthor
0: then reveals his grand scheme of using one of the stolen Kryptonian crystals, as we just talked about, which he mm-hmm. is. Uh, combined with the kryptonite to grow a new continental landmass in the northern Atlantic Ocean that will supplant the continental United States and kill millions of innocent people.
1: Yeah, so this is the point where I I'm like his performance is all over the place. I don't know what the fuck because suddenly he's big, huge Gene Hackman. But it's so compelling that
0: I'm eating it all up. Like whatever. So I mean, sure, but I'm 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 still drawn into it. I'm not as much. Okay. So.
1: So, seeing Jason seemingly have a slight reaction to Kryptonite, does he? Or is he just freaked out by the bald man that's yelling at his mother? Uh, Uh, Luther asks who Jason's father really is. Lois asserts that his father is Richard. Are you sure?
0: She should not be able to bamboozle him, right? He's smarter than that. I don't think He He sees the reaction to the Kryptonite. He should should know. I, I don't like this choice here. But he...
1: I think he doesn't have time to think about it. I think this is actually a really smart piece of um, storytelling, because he's starting to put it together, and then Cal Penn comes down with his one line in the entire movie and tells him to come up on deck, and oh, he's okay. focused on All that. Right. Okay, that's fair. And yep, I withdraw. Yep, I yeah. withdraw
0: my complaint. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty that's, that's a pretty no, that good makes moment. Because yeah, yeah. you
1: see it, he's like, okay, Superman's been gone five years, five years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. If he had
0: if he had two more minutes, he
1: would have yeah. yeah, yep. Well, he is the greatest criminal mind ever. According to him. Yep. The crystal begins to create Luther's new landmass while Lois attempts to escape but is attacked by henchman. This is a great
0: scene. And the tension wow. that builds in
1: this beautiful.
0: Right? Like you know, it happens in lots of movies where you have the scary bad guy who You know, we don't know for a few moments, is it genuine or is it like sadistic, but is showing kindness towards like a kid or the woman or the helpless prisoner, right? And you don't know, like, is this to heighten the torture or whatever, but it's sincere, right? Because Jason's playing, um, not chops, heart and soul, heart and soul. And the other guy comes over and starts playing with him while Lois is trying to write coordinates and a plea for help and then fax that. Hey kids! Hey kids! <laughs> a fax machine was a uh, was a big clunky phone with a printer attached to it that you could send things over phone lines.
1: And if you're lucky, that uh, fax would come over the other side and be some sort of resemblance of what you were trying to sure,
0: send. Sure, sure. Uh, the technology got pretty good before they uh, before it. Yeah, uh, you know, became obsolete.
1: Well, not when you worked in the automobile business, and oh. you're still using them from the from the late 90s. Sure, and, and it was mid 2000s.
0: There's an inch of brake dust covering everything. Oh yeah,
1: my God, sure. they'd be like, Yeah, I'll send over the insurance cards of fax. I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, please don't. Can <laughs> please you just don't. send it in an email? Well,
0: well we only have a, a c-
1: fax machine here. I'm not going to be able to read
0: it. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I promise you, I'm going to be calling you back. <laughs> so, was that a niner? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Combat, exploration, and roleplay, these are known as the three pillars of
0: play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's
1: another pillar to the world's greatest roleplaying game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages?
2: That is what we here at the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games.
1: We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of
0: you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities
1: for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth Pillar of Play, available wherever you download your podcasts, Or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com.
0: And we look forward to creating with you. Syracuse, New York.
1: So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com We've drank Bullfinch's beer before Dave, the
0: brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th
1: at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. (laughs) Jason throws a piano at the henchman, killing him and confirming that he is Superman's father.
2: Let's try that again.
1: That Superman is his father. What did I say? That he is Superman's father. I don't know. I don't know how. (laughs) This (laughs) could be a uh, Mark and Mindy situation. Aliens, yeah. Aliens. Um, maybe it turns into a bagel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when the 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 henchman that's down there with him, I don't think he's ever, he may be name check, but I can't remember. He
0: is name-checked because when he dies, they come up and say, Brutus
1: is dead. He got hit with the piano. When he takes off his beanie and there's the, what can only be described as a killer clowns from outer space tattoo, you're like, oh, no, this man's bad. That guy's got,
0: he's a, his, so his name is David Fabrizio. He's got mm-hmm.
1: 43 acting credits. A lot um, of stunt work, right? He's a stunt guy.
0: Uh. Um. No. 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 He's definitely he got that look, but, it, oh, he was in, he was in X-Men 2, X-Men United. Oh, Oval Office Agent Fabrizio. He must be one of the guys defending against Nightcrawler's attack. He's in the, the
1: main guy. That's why he's so familiar. Oh, my God. But he's got a shaved head in this, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we skipped over the fact that, um, you know, Brian Singer was fired from X-Men 3 because he wanted to make this movie instead of continue his contract because uh, Fox Studios wanted the movie to come out at a certain time, and so they went on with that cast.
0: Oh, yeah, we talked about that in X3, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then James Marsden was cast in this, and everyone was asking Brian Singer, how's that going to work? He goes, we worked it out that... uh James's shooting schedule won't interfere with the shooting schedule for this. And and looking back, I'm like, that is the most genius way of spoiling that Cyclops dies in the movie without saying, (laughs) well, he's not going to be in a whole lot of the (laughs) movie.
0: Exactly. Oh, he only had a couple days of work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If even. Yeah. Probably a week at most. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, By the way, have you watched Jury Duty yet? So it's the. So it is. uh, so it's on free which is Amazon prime's free channel with, with ads. Yeah. It is. So it's an update basically of the Joe Schmo show.
1: Oh, it
0: is, uh, a, uh, a civil litigation, a civil trial in, I think LA and the jurors are told that they're doing like a docu series on the, on our legal system and they get permission to follow the jurors through from like selecting a jury seating a jury all the way through the jury and of course one guy in the jury really thinks he's there as a the member of a jury for a civil trial everyone else around him including you know the bailiff the judge everyone everyone else's lawyers James Marsden is in it as James Marsden and he's like I'm kind of a recognizable figure and, and in the tri- in the the promo, like he's trying to get out of jury duty, so he stands up and he says to the judge, "I'm kind of a recognizable figure." And the judge goes, "I'm sorry, I don't recognize you." It's, and it's
1: oh, I love that James Marsden can have that fun. He's
0: having it. so the fact that you just said that, go watch it. It's now to be fair, we've only watched the first episode, but we were rolling laughing.
1: I love James Marsden. I'm sad that his career.
0: I like him more now seeing this. Although he was wonderful on Thirty Rock, you remember as uh, Liz's very dumb but very nice boyfriend
1: <laughs> uh he was great in uh enchanted
0: i don't know that i've i have not seen aubrey and, and uh jack love those oh movies. my god I have, I no know.
1: you should see enchanted because james marston gives the most amazing performance oh, okay. as the dumbest prince charming <laughs> of all time
0: which is a lot of fun to just play with that idea yeah
1: <laughs> yeah uh, right. And also, uh, if you don't know this, James Marsden has a killer singing voice.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Well, then if go sing- watch Jury Duty. You'll you'll like it.
1: Okay, I will. I'm sure I can find. Uh, if it's on Freebie, it's probably on Tubi, because I believe those are one and the same.
0: Maybe we got it on Amazon Prime. It All showed right. up. I'll All look it up. Jury sure. yeah, Duty.
1: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, yeah. Superman is attempting to minimize the destruction in Metropolis caused by the, lo- the new landmass growth. And may I just say, a certain former guest on this podcast constantly complained about uh, that Superman never saves anyone during the destruction in Man of Steel. Yes. That's what we get here. Yeah. He's literally catching people as he's flying, trying to stop the schism from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he uses super breath. I was so excited when he. I forgot. Totally appropriate. And sure. like, what a great way to just be like, "Oh, there's fire everywhere." <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yep. Uh, when Richard arrives in a seaplane, I just love that when they go to leave, he's like, "Tell my uncle I'm taking the seaplane." I'm like, how rich are you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that well, just rolls off the tongue.
0: Considering that their house is right across the lake from Metropolis, literally on the water, very Did they rich. fucking.
1: Commute with the seaplane? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my you God. You wouldn't take Fuck.
0: traffic, street traffic, of course, yeah.
1: They're not going to take the submarine?
0: Yeah, that's right. The submarine's in for uh, it's having the the tires rotated.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, when Richard arrives in the seaplane to rescue Lois and Jason, Superman soon arrives with help and then flies off to find Luther. And I know how they're doing the effect. Yeah, but that's
0: just, Superman... the camera pulls back while they're draining the water.
1: Yeah, uh, what? Oh no! When he's I'm sorry. lifting the ship, oh, the sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just a small chunk of that uh, of a set that's built to be that ship. Brandon Routh is holding onto it. He's straining himself upward. Yeah, yeah. And just, they're just the pushing moved, it out. The cameras of the water, moving, but they're also pushing it out of the water.
0: Uh, no. No.
1: Yes, I've no. seen the behind the scenes of it. What? That was practical. It's only a platform. It's not. the whole. I thought the rest of that
0: would have been CG because no, it's I, real water on him. What did I just? I just saw something that was, that was you showing how the use. Uh, it was a must have been a superhero movie because somebody lifting a bridge, but it was just by by you by moving the camera.
1: I sent it to you for Shazam for David oh, S. Oh, for
0: Shazam, yeah. That's I assume yeah. that that was the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, he's actually like pretending to do it. So I know all the mechanics of it, but goddamn, it looks oh, it so looks cool. Great. It, do, it He sells the shit out of him. Like it, he's lifting that fucking boat, it, and that's a comic panel, right?
0: That yeah, overhead yeah. shot
1: with you see, mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, now meeting Luthor. Sup- Superman discovers the landmass is filled with kryptonite. That's going to be a problem. Which yeah, weakens him to problem. the point that Luthor and his henchmen are able to bulldo- brutalize and torture him. This is a nice subtle little callback. Again, breadcrumbs in the movie. Early on, Luthor t- is telling um, what's her name? His fem- his uh, mall. Kitty. Uh, Kitty. He's telling Kitty about basically she's like, you made some Interesting friends in prison or something, right? And he's like, oh, you, you, you know, even my intellect, you got to make friends. Um, this is totally. Well, hang on. Let me go in order. First of all, I love the moment of Superman trying to bluff Luther, mm-hmm. like when he's and it's the old, it's, to sweat. It's total recall, right? Like the single bead of sweat betrays him, and Luther's like, oh, he's fucking nervous. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, I
1: wonder. I'm wondering if. Does this totally unravel it all? Does Superman know that his powers? because in uh, anytime he's near kryptonite in Superman and Superman two, yeah, it, and anytime pretty much he's around su- kryptonite. It always kind of like knocks him on the ground. But this I, so I've got
2: some.
0: You tell me how this sounds. It was a little bit of kryptonite that the crystal then kind of used as a base to replicate.
1: Well, I'm going to stop you right there. It okay. was a giant cylinder of kryptonite that he shoved the crystal into. Sure.
0: But but then that was the basis for the landmass. So it got, like, so dispersed. Oh, so Is it so dispersed the, that it's not concentrated enough
1: that it's eh, not? Kryptonite's kryptonite. I mean, a sliver can,
0: okay.
1: can do damage to him, as we see this, in this movie.
0: <clears throat> well, but that's kryptonite that hasn't been, like, diffused, you know, oh, a thousand okay. percent, right? Like all right maybe maybe that's it so after the bluffing when the goons get on him like this becomes like this total like prison yard shanking it's shawshank right yeah Yeah. like the the goons shanks him he he does he literally he it comes out like a shank and then it when there's zero risk to luther i mean this this reveals despite his amazing intellect he's nothing but a thug Right? Because he stabbed Superman in the back when there's no risk to him.
2: Now fly.
0: Um, and I think it's just a beautiful illustration of who Luther is. Contrasted yep. by in a movie that'll come out two years later, there's two points in this movie that feel like Hancock directly stole. No. So when Superman is trying to crawl away, right, I think to get away from the kryptonite, right, To to get... An, Um, very much felt like Hancock trying to crawl away from Mary Shirley's throne at the end, Mm -hmm. right? Get enough distance so he can get his powers back. Um, just, I was like, oh, I I just love that concept of like hands and knees. He'll keep pulling. And this is that Superman will not quit, right? He will not stop trying. He will find a way. And you know, if Luther didn't shank him, he would have, you know, flopped into the water been far enough away, got his powers back and, you know, come at it from another angle. So fuck Luther.
1: Yeah. Fuck Luther. God, right. Fuck Kevin Spacey.
0: Yeah. Oh well, no, don't. I mean, he, Well, I mean, first of all, you wouldn't have a choice in it, but yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, when he, when he picks up uh Brandon Routh from behind, I'm like, well, Brandon, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> thank, good, thank goodness. He's he, it's still in the era where Superman had the extra layer around his genitalia. <laughs> he, still had,
0: he still had the shorts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, now, Lois makes Richard turn back to rescue Superman. Richard,
2: we have to turn around. What? We have no. to turn the plane around! Lois, yes. we barely made it out of there. Now you want me to go back? Yes, please! He'll die. All right, hold on.
0: Whereupon she removes the kryptonite from his back.
1: So when she does that, yes, vocally, Brandon Routh is being incredibly expressive. Yeah. But I think this is where my theory comes from. Okay. He's doing nothing with his face. And I think this is mm. like either it's his his he's young and he doesn't understand how expressive it needs to be on film yet, or it's Brian Singer being like less be stoic, is more, be more yeah. stoic. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't even how he plays Superman in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Totally different. Very dark I, I'm, version I'm, of him.
0: Well, I I wonder if some of that is like he must have some bitterness or anger, or he must be able to tap into some some of those emotions to play like the kingdom come Superman, right? Like,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. That'll be good. Did you have a moment when Richard is trying to get the plane back into the air? You know, they're going to crash into the crystal columns and then they go over the edge. And as the plane drops, you know, he's able to pull it up. He's got enough speed to get enough lift. I wanted Jason to be in his seat. Like, Holding, you know, still strapped in, but holding the seat and seeing him like pulling up, like the plane didn't do it. He's just flying while sitting and like pulling
1: the plane with him. Like, yes, I do because I'm tired of this trope in movies. Of, oh no, we're not going to make it, and we think they've crashed. Maybe. It it happens in the fucking Force Awakens. <laughs> yes, yes, with yes. the Millennium Falcon. It happens in fucking Star Trek. Sure, it is a trope.
0: It's a trope. Yeah,
1: with the uh, the USS Franklin in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, And every time it happens, I'm like, and then we're going to wait a second. And here comes the ship. Okay, great. (laughs) But wouldn't that have been so cool? That would have saved this moment for me. If
0: Richard's like almost like amazed that he was able to pull back and you just see Jason like pulling on his seat and then you're like, oh, he's just holding up the plane from inside it. How cool would that have been?
1: The only thing that would have to happen is that somehow Lois stops Jason from it and the plane levels out with Richard. I don't want Richard to know. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so that's important. Okay. Then yeah. Then you're right. Then that, that would have been fine. No, 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 I, I, I love the moment. I want the moment. I just don't want Richard you, you, realizing.
0: Yeah, you're right. Cause at the end, he's un- got, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's better that he I'm, doesn't know yet.
1: But Richard has to find it. Obviously he's going to, at well, some point, that would have been the sequel that we didn't get. Yeah. And I think Richard would have been the kind of guy who's like, look, it, you had a life before me. Yeah, you told me he's my kid. It's obvious he's not, but I love you and I love Jason. Yeah. And let, yeah. Because Richard look, seems like a stand up guy. That's Clark, Clark had two fathers, mm-hmm. Jonathan and, and Jor-El. Like So I, I think that's what uh, Brian was trying to set up is yeah. that like he would have a Kryptonian and a human father kind of thing. And you're
0: of both um, worlds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, there's something else I was going to say, and I forgot. Anyways, okay. go ahead. Turn.
0: Um So, yep, Superman, after regaining his strength from the sun, lifts the landmass after putting layers of earth between him and the kryptonite. Again, Mm -hmm. that's Superman figuring it out, right? That's always good to see. Always finds a way. Luthor and... and I've been saying Luthor. Luthor and Kitty escape in their helicopter. Kitty, unwilling to let millions of people die, tosses away the crystals that Lex stole from the Fortress of Solitude. Their helicopter runs out of fuel, leaving them stranded on a deserted island.
1: To seemingly die. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no one's coming to rescue them. They're gonna find their bones in like a decade. You're like, oh right, they'll Black find the dog's her.
0: bones first.
1: Oh, then, oh yeah. that was a dark joke <laughs> when they go back to the mansion. And there's only and like, how many
0: how many were there? Yeah. <laughs> were, were, were there, there two? two?
1: Yeah. And he's chewing on the bone. It's yeah, <laughs> like, a little dark. That's what little the dark. fuck? Pomeranians? Look, if it had been Chihuahuas, yes, because Chihuahuas are actual spawns of Satan. <laughs> sorry, sorry, apologies to Michael. I know you love your your chihuahua, but I I don't love chihuahuas.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, Superman pushes the landmass into space with the crystals trapped on the landmass, but is weakened by the kryptonite and crashes back to Earth. Now, here's the second uh, moment that Hancock steals. Doctors remove more kryptonite from Superman's wound, but after it is removed, they cannot penetrate his
1: skin with their surgical tools. So take the little chunk of kryptonite and make the incision that you need, and then put it in. Come on, I'm not even a doctor, that and is I
0: 100. I've seen that in maybe one of the animated DC films. Yeah, they
1: they they do it in. Uh, they, no, they did it on Justice League. Oh, in Justice they, League. Yeah, they had to cut into Clark's so other use, so they bring it.
0: Close to him, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. While Superman remains in a coma, Lois and Jason visit him at the hospital, where Lois whispers a secret into Superman's ear and then kisses him.
1: And now you watch this on HBO Max, or by the time this comes out, it might be just Max. Max, right? Uh, did you have the closed captioning on? I did not. Oh, you didn't see what he, I had a she digital whispered.
0: Ca- actually, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Oh, you watched I, I, it on a digital, I had a digital okay. copy. Yeah.
1: So, if you, did you have the sound up loud enough to hear what she whispers? No. What'd she say? Oh, she's like. I sometimes think about the Kryptonian fuck swing. (laughs) (laughs) I called it Rosebud. (laughs) I sometimes get weak in the knees thinking about how deep you got. Oh you 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 doubled (laughs) down. You doubled down. The Kryptonian fuck swing. Oh no. Oh that's unfortunate. No. Well, I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to use it. I mean, uh, we, we just remembered this joke, so we're going to fucking we're gonna use it. Fuck yeah. yeah. God damn it.
0: <laughs> Superman later awakens and flies to visit Jason, reciting his father Jor-El's last speech to Jason as he sleeps.
2: You will be different. Sometimes you will feel like an outcast, but you'll never be alone. You will make my strength your own. You will see my life through your eyes, as your life will be seen through mine. The son becomes the father, and the father, becomes
1: a son. And he does a really nice job. Yeah, it's really like, sweet. I was wishy-washy when this movie came out of Brandon. I now think it's more on the director. But this moment, I was like, I could see more of this Superman. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Lois starts writing another article titled, Why the World Needs Superman. Dick. Superman. Uh, sorry. <laughs> 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 once again, Superman reassures her that he is now back to stay and flies off to low orbit where he gazes down at the world once again.
1: And Q, the John Williams music, oh my God, this whole sequence. This is like P.S. Uh, Richard Donner, I love your work, signed Brian Singer. The, the yeah. signing happens before the P.S., whatever because he script and seeing him flying through the sky out of the atmosphere doing exactly the, the curve in from the exact frame yep. and tilt doing a little smile and flying away and move. Movie. Good.
0: Good. I wanted it to be better, and I'm I wanted I'm sad it to be better, wasn't but better.
1: I didn't hate this. Uh, you know what it's we've the said best sequel to Superman
0: 2. <laughs> I mean, in Superman 3 well, there was is fun. No ac- Superman 3 sequel, was fun, but it's, it's not a
1: sequel to 2. It's right. not a sequel to Superman 2. Yeah. Not at
0: all. Yeah, no, this is a this is a worthy sequel. It, they were aspiring towards a worthy sequel. I think it falls short, but you know, through you know, it's look you they didn't do any favors setting, putting themselves where you would directly contrast this with Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder because there's no way that Ralph and Bosworth can can compare when you're doing mirror images. It just doesn't work.
1: Ralph d- gets closer than, than Bosworth. But I just... Whew. Yes. I agree, like her agree. in other things that I've seen her in. So I'm not necessarily saying she's a bad actor. She's not a bad actor. She is not Lois Lane.
0: No, no. And she's certainly not Margot Kidder.
1: And it's tough. That's a tough role. Like
0: I like Erica, a- I like Amy Adams. That's a Amy different, Adams is great. Lois Lane.
1: Erica, Dur- yeah, because it's different. It's, it's different. a different Lois Lane. But like, if you're doing the true Lois Lane, Erica Durance did a pretty good job as Lois uh, Smallville. Oh, okay. And then, oh, who plays it now? Yeah. With Tyler Heckman, oh, can't think of her name. Yeah, she's pretty good. She does a good job too. But it's it's just, I don't know it's no Margaret Kidder.
0: Well, you know we've got some. You know, speaking of, it sounds like you're getting so close to some questions that we typically ask at the end. Yeah, of Yeah. Hey, I was getting there. No, I, I was no, I was helping <laughs> you with a segue there.
1: How dare you?
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, Todd. Yes, yes. Who's your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is Lex Luthor. Wow! I mean, again, and it's it's only because I I think Ralph could have created his own Superman. I think he's a good actor. I enjoyed him and other stuff, but setting them up to be so close to evoke Christopher Reeve does not help him out. And I think you, you know, unfortunately, it suffers because of that. How about you,
1: Perry White? Okay, yeah. I like this Perry White, especially after her the plane crash when they're in her. when He calls her into the office. He's like, first, are you okay? Yes, it's fine. And he just right goes yeah. into, <laughs> okay, right. you said the word yes. I don't need to hear anything else. Here's <laughs> what you need to do now. It's, right. It was a really cool, like, yeah, that's Perry White. That's yeah. Perry White to a T. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Casey, what is the best scene in the movie?
1: Oh, it's the plane crash. Science, oh, sci- shitty science no. aside, like seeing Superman save those people like that, so great, just full uh, awesome Supermanness. Uh,
0: so again, this is probably indicative of how disappointed I was with Brandon Routh overall. Uh, it's not a scene with him; it's the scene oh. with Lois and Jason and Lex on the yacht, if they okay. discovered, sure, and then all the way sure. up, up through the you know us. You know, the confirmation. The piano, push. the piano push, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, wh- uh, so those were our favorite scenes. What's one scene that you would cut?
0: Now, this is a long movie. It's almost two and a half hours. It's like it, 2.27. I
1: it, don't want to say it drags. It, yeah, I wouldn't say it drags, but it definitely... You know what it does? It does the same thing that Superman 3 does. It ends... And then it just it keeps, keeps going. going. You're like, "Oh yeah. wait, we've," but nothing that happens afterwards. Uh, am I like, "Oh, we could cut this because it completes the story that it's telling."
0: When Superman starts heading towards the new landmass that has risen up, there's still like 40 or 45 minutes left in the movie. That's
1: five zero, sir. There are was 50 it 50 minutes. Oh, yes,
0: I, I remember. I was like, "It can't be that much." Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah.
1: Um, hmm. I yeah, cut. The, I, I cut the rooftop. How about that?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. You didn't, you didn't help them out. You didn't help them out.
1: Don't restructure it. Don't make it an exact, their first meeting in Superman, the movie. And definitely don't have them go fucking flying.
0: Yeah. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're right. That's, that's what I would get rid of. That's, that, because that is the moment where I'm like, oh, no, if you're doing that, I want, I want, Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. Yeah,
1: And you want Margot Kidder to speak, sing the lyrics to Can You Read My Mind.
0: That's yes, one, and, and I'm there Can for it. Can you and read
1: I'm, my mind? Na,
0: na, na, na. Instead yeah. of,
1: Can You Read My Mind? Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Uh all right, and then finally, Casey, yeah. who is the actor having the most fun?
1: Oh, unfortunately, it is in fact one Mr. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Uh, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just, because uh, you know, he's doing a different performance in every scene, so he's really getting to stretch his acting yeah. muscles.
0: He's do, he is do internally, he's doing his Al Pacino scent of a woman. Uh, <laughs> yes, with all of that kind of bombastic ridiculousness. 100%.
1: No, he is a scene in Heat where Pacino is yelling at yes. um, Hank Azaria. He's like, you, she's got yeah. a oh, big yes. and, you and head all up in it. Yeah. And you see, I, I love that because you see Azaria look at, um, oh, shit. Michael Thank you. And you can clearly see Michael's like, oh, yeah, just go with this it. Just is, is go good. With it. Just let him do it.
0: He's <laughs> fucking Al Pacino. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh all right, uh, so Casey, uh, end of the end of our discussion here, we will typically talk about, oh, did I get that wrong? Wait, was that was that Heat? Who directed, was it Michael Mann?
1: Yeah, it's Michael Mann. It's Michael Mann.
0: Okay, all right, I had... I'm I was going to think of the name. I, okay, I, I'm sorry, I had that moment of like, oh, I'm going to hear about this. No, you're No, because
1: okay. I, I was thinking, my brain said it was Tony Scott, I'm like, it's not Tony oh, Scott, sure, who sure. is it? And when you said Michael Mann, my That's brain it. went, that yeah. is the right answer.
0: All right, now for Superman Returns, yeah. On a ten point scale, do you recall or do you want to take a guess at the we, IMDB
1: rating? So we both said it was criminally low. We Which thought I from said our recollection. From our recollection, yeah, yep. I feel like you're not gonna be as kind. I'm gonna put this at like a seven point two. Okay. Um, it's fine, it's good. It doesn't suck, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do us any favors. And anytime someone wants to do a love letter to Richard Donner, I'm fucking there for it. Yeah. Except Mr. Mel Gibson, please do not make Lethal Weapon 5. Nobody wants that. There's only one series where I want to see the actors who are now octogenarians play their characters, and that is *The Star Trek Picard. Oh, (laughs) got it, got it. Okay. it It is the show that has the most people as leads that are octogenarians. Really? Since probably... The Golden Girls. They weren't that old. <laughs> they weren't that and they old. They weren't that, that old. Yeah. I think the youngest one, Marina, might just be 70. Oh, she looks or, amazing. Or, but uh, uh, Stuart's almost in
0: fucking 90. 90. That's crazy. Uh, so... You know, for me, I'm going to leave it right where it is. 6.1. And again, yeah. I, I didn't okay. hate it. I didn't hate it on the rewatch. I um, really bumped it up a 1.1. I mean... I, ju- I just... I was wistful and sad at the end because I was like, oh, I see I what it. you wanted and I wish you'd
1: done it. So...
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So, um... now with the kids... No, no, uh, well, uh... It, so... Uh, the Bean walked by... <laughs> It was uh, um, Superman bringing Kitty to the um, to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe you saved my life. And the bean walks and goes, I can't believe you saved my life. Like, <laughs> hamming it up worse than her. And she's like, keeps looking. And did you, know, you tell keeps... her that, like, Kitty is. Like putting
0: on an act—that's like not since sensi- she, yeah. she doesn't care. care.
1: Yeah, okay. I, it, well, it was a, it was her holding Superman's arm while he's trying to fly away. Yeah, <laughs> she just goes, "Girl, let him go." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh god.
0: You know, I think if you've got a kid that really loves, it, it so, this is not a movie for young kids. Not because there's anything objectionable, just because like it's you know there's no. The action sequences are more subtle. It's more about the character of Superman. So, you know, kids might be bored with it. But uh, if you have a kid that loves superheroes, especially Superman, it's a it's a fine Superman Superman movie. Show him this before you show him Quest for Peace.
1: Oh God, <laughs> I am quite lit. I you, listen. Yeah. you could pull that right. I could pull
0: that. Well, speaking of,
1: yeah, let's uh, let's get it over with.
2: And now it's time to pick the next movie from
0: Thor's helmet. So this movie that I'm pulling now will be our penultimate movie of season six. <sighs> so Casey, oh, one fell out. Oh, I had one in my hand and one fell out. I'm
1: take the one that's in your hand.
0: Okay, I put the other. one. Keep, keep the keep I the, the other one. I in. just want to. I, uh, well, I already put it back yeah. in. Sorry, because I didn't want to be tempted. All right.
1: Okay, just
0: you. Know, you know how I like to go. I like to just. Okay, there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of letters on here. I'm feeling optimistic.
2: Yes,
0: yes. Is it MCU? It is MCU, and we just did Hang Guardians on, of I the Galaxy it. Volume Two, which means we are about to watch. Yeah. When I when I get to, I got it. Release order. Yep. I got it right here. Okay.
1: Whoa. <gasps> Yeah, <gasps> we're oh, watching. How
0: happy are you? Both of us, we this are is
1: watching Spider Man, Spider Man, radioactive Spider Man spins a web oh, from his butt. Because, oh, wait, oh, that's, <laughs> that's what, off the lyrics. oh my god, this is awesome! I Spider Man oh. Homecoming. We, I may get the beam <gasps> to, to give her thoughts on this because she loves Tom Holland and she loves yep. Zendaya. So and I, why I, wouldn't you love either one of them?
0: I just want to point out: if we get really lucky, that means oh. we could end the season on Thor Ragnarok.
1: I don't think that's going to happen. We, but we, let we, me we, do some quick math of when okay. this episode comes out. Yeah.
0: All right. So. Oh, I'm really, ready. I'm really happy with
2: this. <laughs> I am very happy with this. <laughs>
1: May so, Jesus! Do you know what we may have just done? Hang on. What, uh, dude? This episode, yeah, will come out the day Spider-Man Across the Universe comes
0: out. Ooh, that's, that's TSPHC Army.
1: Job. Some of you will point out that this kind of kismet has happened in the past, and we may or may not have. Uh, Tip the scale with our finger once or twice to make it happen. This was a natural pull. Yep.
0: Yep. Holy totally crap. Random.
1: Because there is a strong rumor that Andrew, Tom, and Toby are in are across in the street. Yes. I heard as yes. live action versions of themselves. Oh. And I say oh, Wait,
0: is live action? Oh, I haven't heard that.
1: Hell to the yes. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so jazzed for that movie. Dang.
0: Right. All okay. right.
1: So that'll be. Oh, wait. Well, hang on. We're doing uh, shit all out of order here. Let's <laughs> watch that trailer.
2: This is my chance to prove myself. What's
1: up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away.
2: Oh, that was awesome. Did Liz get a new top? No, we've seen that before. Never with that skirt.
1: Should probably stop staring before it gets creepy, though. Yeah.
2: Too late. You guys are losers. So to
1: become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? just don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray area in there and that's where you operate.
0: Oh, all right. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. All right, kid. Good luck out there. I'm feeling
2: rough, I'm feeling rough. Listen, I know school sucks. Peter, you still with us? Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I know you want to save the world, but. You're not ready yet.
0: You're the Spider-Man.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. This is just a costume. This is- You're on the
2: ceiling! Stay close to the ground. And stay out of trouble.
1: Forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. Oh shit, I've been treating me like a kid all the time. But you are a kid. This is my chance to prove myself.
2: Peter, what is going on with you? I'm really sorry. I'm so busy. I'm slammed. Don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love.
1: I'm so excited to watch Spider-Man. I'm like, (laughs) yes.
0: Oh, my God. This, is, this is a good pull. This is a good pull. All right. So, Casey, as always, we've shared all of our thoughts here. And I'm sure that our listeners may have thoughts of their own, like our, uh, like our buddy Matt, like our buddy Jason. If they want to get in touch with us, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, you know, all of our socials, including the podcast socials, are in, our, um, in the liner notes. But most importantly, we want to point out that we do have a... Uh, my brain just died. G- Email. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. An email box. Oh, please, please keep that.
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry.
1: <laughs> uh, we do have an email that is superpodherocast at gmail.com. And that is because only cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places.
0: Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompatech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com.
1: Thank you once again to Night Shift Radio for hosting this podcast for so many years now and being uh, advocates for making sure our our, uh, information gets out there into the world through their uh, social media groups. Please go check them out. Uh, Everything you can find about Night Shift Radio is at nightshiftradio.com. That's right. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan.
0: For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic.
2: And I've been your moderator, Danny
1: Ryan. Be heroic. Uh, I just oh. realized your your daily planet is from uh Smallville.
0: <laughs> is it I didn't even know where it was from? It's like in I, Smallville. It, it, I was like, which one's gonna look the best in widescreen? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Who open the door? Oh, it's Fagan. Yeah. Hi Fagan. Okay. You Sorry, idiot. one second. Hey, I did not Fagan. No, you're just gonna open the door, so I gotta go close it. You asshole. Oh, it's you. No, it was him. Come on, Fagan. You wanna come in? Yeah, it's a good boy. It's a good boy. All right, sorry. Uh, No, We still have the bed set up for one of my mother in laws here, so I have. Oh,
0: sure. <laughs> and he's watching the door okay God, you get man. the door Fagan. make sure no one comes nope, in
1: make sure no one comes in um ben affleck you son of a bitch dog nope uh uh shit where were we jason throws a piano